0: And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All Ireland football champions for 1949. All oh, beautiful me,
1: you got all that I need.
2: <laughs> Dimsey hits Davenfear. Anthony Finity comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Column Coyle hitting Infinity. This is Colm's first punch. Finity, delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming, in and thinks that the best action is to go down.
3: What a set of
2: matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10, Dublin 15. So Joe McDonough, GAA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and these are the football champions.
4: and welcome to another edition of the We Are Mead podcast. It's uh, Sunday evening again. We're doing it, um, uh, I suppose, to get it out early for all the people who uh, are looking for some, I suppose, reaction from our Alliance League final, uh, League Division Two final yesterday in Crow Park and headquarters. And joined as always by David Rissman, Brian Kelly of the minor, the minor, the secretary of the minor county board, and then we have Kieran Flynn, the PRO um of the senior board and he's got a little bit of a sore head today after uh I'd say, what would we say? Um, over, over indulging last night, Kieran.
0: No, there was a melee in the tunnel in Crow Park last night. That's what oh, was. Right. They all hit you in the head. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it feels like, anyway.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah. Well, look, we will be uh, coming back to uh, review the Alliance League Division Two final between Meath and Donegal. Um, on this week's show, we'll also be previewing the upcoming Club Championship. We'll be taking a look back at uh, the All County hurling league from the weekend. Um, there are results from the ladies' commogs and the under-16s and uh, uh, obviously we'll be going back to rate the players uh, from the game as well yesterday. So I suppose we'll, what we'll do is we'll start off with the ladies this week and uh, the comogs were playing in the Littlewoods Division 2 League quarterfinal against Westmead on the weekend and unfortunately they came up a cropper on a... Um, a one point defeat to Westmead, eight points to seven, and uh, we're going to go to our small ball expert, uh, Mister Kieran Flynn. Kieran, disappointing for the for the Mead Ladies, um, coming down from Division One uh, last year, I suppose, and had high hopes of going make going straight back up, but uh, losing out at the quarter final stage in the Little Ones League.
0: Yeah, it was a low scoring game up in a, in a scheme. There was a double header there where uh, Derry and Tipperary were playing as well. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, the ladies, they were obviously that was their plan, like. Uh, all our Mead teams this year were looking to get promoted and uh, and two of them hopefully well, sorry one's already happened the ladies are, are going well in the football but the Camogie team coming down from the senior division one you'd imagine they would have had the credentials to get up again but it obviously just got caught by a good West Mead team so they're good traditional Hurling County so it's no harm in losing to them like it's no qualm about it they're a bet fair and square so.
4: Yeah and they'll I suppose they'll be looking at Towards championship now with the league being over. I suppose we'll go on now to the Leinster Championship, the under sixteen ladies' championship. I and mean Brian Kelly, you've got a result in there from Mead and Dublin?
1: Yeah, Mead won six eight to one eight in the game played in IT Blanche uh, today. Um great win for Mead. A lot of that team is underage again next year, so the signs are really promising with them. They were beaten at under fourteen last year in the Leinster final. So they'll be looking to go one better this year. Yeah, and the group,
4: that's a, a win for them against Dublin in the group stage. There are how many games in that group, uh, Brian?
1: Um, you caught me at the top there, Mickey. I'd say <laughs> generally there's about four or five teams in the top division. Okay. So they've, they've won one game, I think, previous to Beckel there.
4: Okay, so they've got two wins under their belt. That's 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 good going for the meet under 16s. We're going to move on now to the uh, all county hurling league and we we'll go to our small ball expert for this, David Risman. Are <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, you after landing him <laughs> in, it. You're not going to land in the There was a, a few um uh league division one and division two games on the weekend. If you want to run through the results with us and maybe pick out something that sticks out for you.
0: Yeah the senior games we had uh, Trim beating Clemesson three sixteen to one sixteen. We had Kiltail with a big victory over Kaline two seventeen to seven points. We had Rototh 122 to Dumboyne, fifteen points. Kildare Bet Longwood 225 to 116. Blackhall Gales 22 points. Bet Naval Matneys 12 points. Nafina 312 to Boers Mill 17. We had Dunderry 212 to Connegale 13 points. And interestingly there was a walkover to give a walk over to Dumree in Division Two. So probably the big one there, a massive win for Kildaki, massive win for Kiltail, mm-hmm. to the kind of the powerhouses of the Hurland. So it's interesting now to see they're starting to pick up uh, obviously the football championship's going to come first in April. But these lads of course are going to play Christy Ring in about five or six weeks and then into the June summer championship. So it'll be interesting now that maybe the ground's getting a bit harder.
4: What way does that leave the league tables now?
0: Yeah, so Kildaki are on the top, they've played four games, there's eight points. We're they're in second place. And Wickletail and Trim, who have four points each, but they're a game behind. So it'll be interesting now. It's just starting to get maybe a bit... Remember, there was kind of a bunch of teams together now. We're getting to see the kind of top three or four. So Mm -hmm. it's starting to pick up. small ball is getting going.
4: The small ball is getting going. I suppose it's the time of the year year for it as well. We're going to move on now. And uh, we're going to, I suppose, preview the upcoming club championship uh, that's going to be played over next weekend. And uh, David Risman has kindly brought in the Cortown GAA, GAA, predictions.com sheets to us and has uh, has basically robbed a fiver off each of us. Um, so he has for this, but look, it's going to, it's a bit of crack. We do enjoy this and it is a prediction sheet. So what we're going to do is we are going to give out our predictions over the three championships, the senior, intermediate and junior championship. Um, and we're going to see if any of our listeners um, can match or beat uh, the scores that uh, the three experts that I have sitting beside me um, here uh, in the pod. Uh, can score themselves over the, over the championship. So, um, look, it's going to be a bit of crack. And Anybody out there who wants to get involved, as we said, it's www.meadgapredictions.com. It's for and GFC and it'll only cost you a fiver, but uh, you can win. What is the prize actually, David? Yeah, so there's €200 euro in,
3: in prize money in total. Uh, in 100, total? €100 euro first prize, yeah. Um, and if there's two winners, they'll they'll, they'll get €100 euro each.
4: And
2: what if there's three winners?
3: They'll get... Uh, <laughs> well, 66. it can't be split sixty-six point six 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 six. I generally up to yeah. sixty-seven. Um, but yeah, that's the way it goes. Generally, in we've you know we did it in the national league, and there hasn't been really yeah. more than one winner on any given week.
4: In the national league, one just just want to ask you that. Um, uh, um, what was the prize money in the national league one? Um, it was about two hundred euro as well. <laughs> <laughs> it was about two hundred euros, and how much was the tentor?
3: I think it was a fiver
1: <laughs> <laughs> You think wrong <laughs> But go on But uh, he, he has a new car to pay off <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: No in fairness Look at first week uh, we, We'll see what way entries are And if they're good um, th- and We'll have no Michael problem just, Raising the prize year,
0: money I never got my trophy For having the most predictions Correct overall For the year That's interesting year. Yeah, yeah. Because we did We I got slated here one time And I haven't got over it He, got, he slated me once For my predictions I had a bad weekend and then overall, though, in the year, I was the best of us two. Now, so. Have
4: you got a record of all that?
0: Yeah, you wrote it down, but you've incinerated them all. since. So that's why, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So you don't have a record of it. Well, look, the podcast, we go back and listen to them and you'll find out. Well,
4: if you go back and listen to all the podcasts last year, and you are right that you have more predictions right than me...
1: I will give you a trophy. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> if Kieran Finn was right, that'd be a
2: first. <laughs>
4: well, look, what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to go through them and um, we're going to go through the senior f- we we'll, sorry, we'll start with the junior championship first and we'll work our way up to the senior. I'm going to get our predictions from all four of us. And uh, and then we'll say at the end what our possible score is. The way these score sheets work or these prediction sheets work is that um, there's a favourite and obviously an underdog. And then the draw has a, a, um, a bearing on it as well. And it works kind of like the odds that you get in a bookie. So like the draw is usually worth more than a win and the favourite is usually... You know, so you're going to get less points for the favourite winning and more points for an underdog winning basically so that's why the point system will come into play for us at the end of it so uh, David I'm going to ask you first St. Dultons and Moila in the junior championship who are you going for there?
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've had Moila <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, do I have to give a reason? No
4: you don't have to give a reason no, um, but we'll take one Yeah.
3: Uh, no I just probably Sean Reilly um, and Tommy Riley. I think two two savage players at the junior level I think um, Ulton's going down I think it's going to be very close but I just went with Milo because there four points been offered for a Milo win as opposed to three for the Ulton's so that was my thinking
4: Good stuff Brian Kelly who are
1: you going to go for? Uh, I'm going to go to Miloch as well I think Ulton's are struggling at the minute after last year and I think Miloch will just come again Ok and uh, Kieran Flynn
0: uh, I think I'm going to back the best team in Boer and Ulton's for the win
4: Good man. Good luck with that. I've I've <laughs> gone, are the ladies playing? <laughs> <laughs> I've gone for St Dalton's yeah. as well. Look, just purely on the fact that they were relegated last year, um, and uh, I think they're they're borderline, you know, an intermediate team there. So I just think that they might just have a little bit too much for Myla. Um Beliver and Karen Ross. We'll start with Kieran Flynn this time we come around.
0: Yeah, Karna Ross. I think Karen Ross were extremely strong in the championship last year, and I think they're definitely one of the early favourites.
1: Yeah, um, Brian Kelly. Um, Believer it all depends how much the hurlers buy into it. Um, if they buy into it, Beliver can win. But I think overall, Karen Ross are a bit stronger. They're flying in Division Two. Different,
3: yeah, I agree. I think uh, Beliver gave it a really good crack last year at the at the football side of it. But um, it's it's a really tough. Tr- it's the toughest draw they could have got possibly, um, in the first
4: round with Karen Ross, who are absolutely flying in
3: Division yeah. Two. So Karen Ross for me as well.
4: Yeah, likewise I've gone for Carnaross. Ross. I just think that their league formed as you said, absolutely flying there in division two and I'm gonna go with a Carnaross Ross win. Um we'll move on now. We're gonna go to Brian Kelly for this one. Uh Minalti and Clannard. Minolti. David Risman.
3: Yeah, I've gone Minalti as well. We we played Clannard last Sunday in the league and I thought they were uh they were poor enough that they're in a really tough group as well. And I think uh Minaldi are young and improving and, and I think they'll they'll pick up the the points in that one,
0: Kieran Flynn. Yeah, I went for Minalty when I think the Adam Flanagan obviously coming back having a good league campaign for Clonard might be beneficial to them, obviously, but I just don't think he's enough to get them the victory. I think Minalty will win, yeah. Adam
4: Flanagan, of course, uh, in on that mid panel, but it hasn't seen a lot of game time, so you know that's uh, another thing as well. Like, you need to be game fit and, and match fit, so I've gone for Minalti myself in that game as well. Um, Clonagale and St. Bridget's, uh, Kieran Flynn.
0: Yeah, I've gone for the Bridgets, I think, another team that uh, played good football last year. So I think Clonagale, some of their league, Division 4 league, has been kind of hit and miss. So I don't know how you could kind of put the money on them, if that makes sense. But you wouldn't know Clonagale could come in and, and absolutely rip them sunder. But I just think Bridgets have to get me nod this time.
1: Yeah, uh, Brian Kelly. Uh, Clonagale have a few good up-and-coming talents. to have a couple of Swains there and own Griffin and gold, So I'm going to Clonagale. Excellent and David Roseman.
3: Yeah, I think so. I think Clannagale are on the up, um, definitely improving as the you know as the years gone on and um, up from last year as well. I think Bridget's a little bit inconsistent in the league, uh, possible injury doubts. I think they're missing Kevin Gilson in for sure, and I think Michael Flood could be carrying a knock too. So I think on that basis, I'll go with that boy.
4: Yeah, I've gone with that boy as well. I've gone with Clannagale.
0: Andrew Karen. Don't forget the the amalgamation. You know, you seem to don't like talking about amalgamations do you? <laughs>
4: I've, uh, <laughs> we will we'll get to that in a moment, Dory. I've uh, I've uh, gone for Clonagale in that as well, making it three going for Clonagale and one for St. Bridges. Uh the next game, uh Courtown and, and Mud I've gone for uh Courtown win in this one myself. I know, uh that Courtown have been training hard and that they've got a nippy little quarter forward in there, <laughs> and who, w- who wins wins a lot of free. Doesn't score a lot, wins a lot of frees and sets up a lot of scores. So I'm going for a Younger Orc is it? It's parties, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Kieran no heating he takes the freeze <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he takes the freeze that the other corner forward wins Kieran
0: Flynn yeah I think I'm going solely for a Cortown win just because David's on the podcast I think they're absolutely useless but good <laughs> <laughs> Brian Kelly I to
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't see Cortown chopping down the wood but oh. I struggle to see Kilmain and Wood winning too I'm going to go to draw you can't see the wood from the trees
4: okay, David <laughs> Risman
1: <laughs> um, yeah I think, I think we'll do the business you're going to do the business? Yeah. yeah. You stick, have to just stick that up in the dressing room while i <laughs> yeah. Come here, don't forget we've to get to
4: Central Town yet so we do. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for that. <laughs> um, and in the last game in the Junior uh, Championship obviously we're not going to be doing the predictions for the second teams in the Junior Championship um, uh, is St. Vincent's and Dunsany and I suppose uh, we'll go to David Rispin on this one first. We'll give you uh, first shot.
3: Yeah, I think I'll go with the Vincents. Uh, <laughs> I think... You uh, just have to change in your view no, there. You changed it, it. To you change
0: there. I think you just, just because no, of what I said, you, eyesight, you picture, know. I'll a
3: picture, look. Clear as day. Have mute button for Flynn? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's getting very united. Um... <laughs> but no I think Vincent's in the final last year I think they've kept a lot of their form going as well in, into the league this year um, a couple of additions as well to their squad Dunsaini on the other hand it's hard to know what what, the, what you'll get with Dunsaini from game to game they're as inconsistent as Kieran Flynn is on this podcast so uh, <laughs> <laughs> Vincent's
1: win for me <laughs>
4: um, uh, nicely played uh, b- b- Brian Kelly what would you, who are you going to go for between Vincent and Dunsaini
1: I can't see Dunsaini losing another final this year can't see them getting there anyway um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Vincent.
4: You're going to go with Vincent. I am going to go with uh, a draw between the Vincents and Dunsany I think uh, I just uh, Opening game Vincents haven't been in the final last year Dunsany with a point to prove I'm just going to go with a draw we move on now to the end of the whoa, 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 whoa Hello, <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa. hello oh, Sorry <laughs> Kieran, I forgot about you Kieran. Just watching Vincents and Dunsany game Give us your Give You, you can Give us your prediction after you give us your your big long spiel now. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. How long do I have? You, well, in you my just, slot. You just go.
0: But uh, just after watching GABO today on TJK, we're seeing Mayo up in the the Hogan Sand Sign collecting a cup. I think mm-hmm. this year maybe is it the year for the perennial final losers to finally get up and get a cup? I don't know. No. It doesn't no say no any. There's no, been
1: Simonson won a couple of years ago, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but there's I think there's been candles lit in Clonmesa and it not say any churches for hopefully finally get over that finals. I think the the march to the junior final starts today beat Today. the Vincents yeah so, it starts right now
4: so so who are you predicting
0: I uh, don't Vincent. say any win of course <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah to the final, yeah, to the no, final I but I will but I think the Vincents actually I think I I bet against them in every single game last year they kept they did, winning yeah. so yeah. they <laughs> actually told me last year to keep betting against them so so you're I, in a win-win situation yeah so I, can, I can't yeah, pick the Vincent no, for any game um,
4: we'll move on now to the Intermediate Championship and um, the first game up there is Drumbarra and Ballon Lock and David Rispin, uh who are you going to go for in this one
3: I've had a draw on this one I, I think this will be a brilliant game uh, Drumbarra going really well in the league but Ballinlock obviously beaten finalists last year and seemingly have picked up form. Patherburn has um, re-emerged from his hibernation. So I think that's going to be a cracking game, local derby, and I've gone for the draw on that one.
4: Um, Brian Kelly.
1: Um, Susan Farrell could have a lot of writing to in our blue and white coloured Old Castle notebook. (laughs) Um, So I think Ballinlock will win. Ballinlock, then, And uh, Kieran Flynn.
0: Yeah, simple I think. Ballock gonna edge this one. Yeah, it'll be tight enough. I don't think it'll be as big, maybe as if they played last year. I think Dumbara have improved, but Ballock, I think, will win that.
4: Yeah, I, I I'm of the same ilk. Um, David Rispen said like how Drumbara are on the rise and they are flying in the league at the moment. I just think that Ballock haven't been in the final last year, and the fact that they're in that group with six teams from from North Mead direction, it, I just, I just mm. feel that Ballock will need to get off to a good start and will just edge that game against Dumbara. Uh, Sean Caffrey uh, please don't ring me and hassle me now about that uh, we'll move on now to Oldcastle and Nobber and Kieran uh, Flynn will go to you first Oldcastle or Nobber.
0: I think Oldcastle I think Oldcastle would be one of the favourites to definitely get to the last four probably final as well it'll be interesting to see how well they go Oldcastle win yeah
1: okay. Um, Brian Kelly some of the best young talents in the county are actually playing on this one Scully and Colin Harden from Oldcastle Jordan Morris for Naber if Oldcastle keep Morris quiet Oldcastle will win
4: ok and then we'll go on to David Restman.
3: yeah 3 out of 3 I think Oldcastle going really well playing Division 1 football it's going to stand them and actually competing really well in it mm-hmm. as well Naber on the other hand have been inconsistent um, don't seem to be going that well so I think it's a tough draw for them and Oldcastle will get the better of them
4: yeah 4 of us going for Oldcastle and uh, could that be the commentators curse on them and Nobber come out and annihilate them but we're gonna it is four of us going for Oldcastle in that game Mead Hill versus Kilmainham uh, we'll go to David Rispin first here and uh, Mead Hill and Kilmainham
3: yeah I was actually I was at this game last year and it was for me it was probably the game of the year I was at in Carlinstown and um, it was a draw that day really really good game I think Mead Hill sort of the same as last year steady not spectacular Kilmainham really struggling partly because our Probably a lot because of Mickey Newman's involvement with Mead, which which you know they had him for the for the duration last year, but um, they've lost a few lads as well. I think Kilmainham are going to need an absolute display from Mickey that he had nearly last night in Crow Park, and and some from the rest to to get the better of a kind of all round better Mead Hill side. So Mead Hill for me.
1: Yeah, Brian Kelly. Mead Hill have a lot of good young talent coming through. I'm going to go at Mead Hill. And Kieran Flynn.
0: Yeah, I think yeah the the Mead Hill lads will be concocting all sort of evil and nefarious plans to stop Michael Newman, and if they do, they'll win. But if if Mickey Newman plays half as well as he did in Crow Park yesterday, or yeah, yesterday he'd be what day of the week will this be? On Monday? <laughs> I don't even know what day of the week is anymore. We lost the hour and I've lost my mind. But I think uh, <laughs> Mead Hill win.
4: Yeah, I think we're, again four of us going for Mead Hill. Um, you know, that was a tough one for me to call. I, I, I really like thought over this one and I was thinking like that you know, a player of Mickey Newman's calibre can be the difference at this level and, you know, if he puts in a worldly like he did against uh, the, the two full-backs for Donegal, Brendan Cutt It's in part,
0: Tolshan. That might help, like, the space yeah, the or whatever. Big space. That's, that's, I think, part of the reason he played well for me. We'll come to that.
4: Then. We'll come to that later on. But we're all going for, for uh, a Meath Hill win in, in, in that game anyway. Trim and Kilbaland we're going to go to David Risman. Going for a draw
3: on this one, I think it'll be really, really tight. Two good sides, two teams that will probably have aspirations of been challenging for the intermediate championship. Um, come what September? So, I actually had originally picked Trim, but um, I decided to go for the draw. in the end.
1: Cool. Uh, Brian Kelly, I seen Ballinabraki a few weeks ago, they were very good. I can't see
0: Trim beating them, so I'm going to go with Okay,
4: and um, Ciarán Flynn,
0: yeah, this is I think the hardest one of the whole. Sheet, I think I kind of I picked trim and then I scribbled it out and then I was gonna go for a draw and I scribbled that out. And I think I'm gonna go with my gut, my original gut that I, I think I had was Banabracky. I think they're one of the favourites and I think I could see them in the final. I think yeah. they're very strong. Last year, I think the wheels come off the bus a bit. Funny, A lot of mileage from Balnebracky.
4: This, this is this is the first moment that you actually did what you did on every prediction of last year, where you picked every result possible. Well, we I was right actually now. I was actually going for trim, but I've decided that I go for a draw. But then in the end, I went for Balnebracky. And the following week, he said to me when I talked to I talk about a result like that, "Well, sure, I said they, they could win." It. Yeah. So the, the creative
0: you know. editing of a uh, voice is very important there. So, but yeah, yeah. all three oh, results good. are possible in my voice. Well, level. look, I've
4: gone for trim in this against Ballin Le Bracky. Um, I just think that Trim have been you know working really really hard uh, behind the scenes over the last couple of years with their senior hurlers and senior footballers training together and everything this year the club seems to be coming together uh, nicely and I just have a feeling that they're going to be a dark horse this year to, to watch um, we'll move on Castletown versus Siddon and uh, Kieran Flynn we'll go to you first on this one
0: yeah, the battle of the Killery Emmets, uh, the neighbours there and they're always fierce rivals. I think Castletown probably better league form, maybe. I know Syden are in the high division, but I think Castletown are a winning games, so maybe that might stand to them. But th- that's really a toss up because of the local rivalry, I think. Yeah.
1: yeah. Brian Kelly? Um, initially, I went for Syden and then I remembered Darrow was injured, so I changed my mind and I'm going for Castletown. Oh, no Caden and uh, David Risman
4: Yeah, I,
3: I think Kieran's point is very valid. Uh Sidden are operating in division one yet. Castletown are top of division three and, and playing well and picking up wins. So that's that's important too. If Darrow does play, I think Sidden are so reliant on him for scores. I think Castletown, whilst they have their talisman and Kevin Ross, they have more scores on the pitch and, mm-hmm. and for that reason I'm gonna go with Castletown.
4: Yeah, I'm gonna go with Castletown myself in this one. Uh we'll move on then to St. Michaels and Becktiv. Um, and we'll go to Brian
1: Kelly first on this um, St Michaels were beaten finalists two years ago and I can see them having too much experience at this level for Bective. Okay. so Michael's and Kieran uh, Flynn
0: yeah Bective pulled off a shock last year in the first round against Oldcastle nobody gave them any um, kind of expectation of winning it and just like last year I don't think they're going to win the first round <laughs> <laughs> so who the other team St Michaels St Michaels okay and then David Risman
3: yeah, I'm going to go with the Michaels as well, uh, with the bronze, Adonis, Davey Wright uh, you know, in charge, I think the tan radiating from the sideline could potentially put off the Bechtelv lads, so no, I, I'm going to go with the Michaels, I think it'll be really tight as well, but I think they might just edge it. Game
4: recognises game on the tan, is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've actually gone for Bective in this one, um, I remember uh, when they won the junior championship two years ago, that big talk that year was that, they were pushing to try and get to senior as quick as possible and that they had a lot of good talent coming through. Um, I know they had a bit of a, a blip last year, but I really do th- th- think that they're going to come back fighting in this championship and I'm going to give uh, Bechtel the nod against St. Michael's um, this weekend. We'll go on to, to...
0: tone down the hype, you know.
4: <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, I'm going to... David, appreciate that, you see. Him <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll move on to uh, Waterstown and Dunderry. Karen Flynn, if you want to...
0: Yeah, I think Walterstown are having a poor enough run of form at the moment I think Dunderry kind of very early part of the league were kind of some of their results are up and down but I think they're starting to get strong now and Dunderry be a team that fancy themselves getting to the quarterfinals and doing damage maybe in the knockout stages so mm-hmm. I think I'd go with Dunderry
1: Okay, and Brian Kelly? Much as I'd love to see the neighbours win I'm going to go with Dunderry and uh, <laughs> as much as you would I'm sure
4: uh, we'll move on. <laughs> say, I'm not w- sure what to read into that <laughs> at all <laughs> yeah. David Risman
0: yeah as
3: much as I'd love to see the neighbours win I think they will win so I'm going to go with Dundry <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: and that's uh, me going with Dundry as well so because uh, don't I know forget
0: Dundry used to be part of the St. Cuthbert's yeah. I know Yeah. way back one, when won so
3: Division 1 minor championship back yeah. in the mid 90s Yeah. the, power, the 90s. power
0: of amalgamations <laughs> 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 yeah, That'd be
3: some amalgamation
4: us two and them yeah,
0: yeah and Clemendo and Dumberry, the <laughs> North Mead Bandits—that's be the name <laughs> of the club. Uh,
4: um, yeah, I'm going to go with in this one He's still a junior player, though, wouldn't he? I know junior uh, D. It's it. <laughs> I know Paddy Canelli is 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 away traveling at the moment. He's not going to be back. In time for any of the championship busy lads, does anybody know or I, don't, I don't think, I think so. he's gone for the year. Um, but I'm still going to give an nod over Waterstone in that game. Um, we'll move on. Blackhall Gales and Dunnamore Ashburn's second team. David Risman, how do you see this one going?
3: Yeah, it's a, this is a really tricky one, and the next one's the same. It's it's when the second teams are kind of playing first rounds. They're very dangerous. They can pick up wins um very easily. It's hard to know exactly what Dunnamore Ashburn are going to have on the day. I think Blackhall Gales have arrested their slide and they've picked up a few good wins in the league. Um, and for that basis, I think coming down from senior, they'll need a win and they probably would have targeted Dunham-Ashburn as, as a winnable game. So I think I'm going to go with Blackhall.
4: All right, Brian Kelly, what do you
3: reckon?
1: Um, round one, Dunham-Ashburn should be at their strongest, realistically, unless there's a few injuries in the senior team. Blackhall are struggling. I'm going to go with
0: Dunham-Ashburn.
4: All right, very good. Uh, Kieran Flynn? Yeah, I always
0: like to back the first teams in these encounters. So I think Blackhall will have enough, even though a little bit of me thinks Donor Moore might edges. I think you just have to back the first teams. Blackhall, Gales, victory.
4: Yeah, I, uh, I'm kind of torn between two lovers the same way as you're saying it there. You know, you have to go for the first team, whatever. So I've gone for a draw between Donor Ashburn and Blackhall, Gales. Um, I just think that... Uh, uh, it's just a too hard to call that one and uh, I know you've got the first team and the second team but I do think Dunamore Ashburn are quite good. So we'll move on uh, to the last of our intermediate and it's St. Peter's dumbine against Dulik Bellews Town and again this is the second team coming up against the first team so we we'll go to you Kieran Flynn.
0: Yeah, kind of similar rationale to the other round. I think Dalik probably are stronger than Black All Gales though, so I think Dalik will be, Dalik Bellews will be strong enough to win this.
1: Right, okay then. Uh, Brian Kelly, what do you reckon for that one? Um, big test for buying coming up from Junior A. Duleek were senior two years ago, so I think Duleek's first team might just edge it. Davey
4: Risman, just uh, give you a time to get that yawn out <laughs> Davey Risman. yeah I lost the hour last night as well <laughs> up early for training but um,
3: yeah no I, I agree I think Duleeke Balliastown have have uh, you know have turned the corner um, I've seen them against Dunderey last year in the it was the preliminary quarterfinal I think was at the inter- or, yeah of the intermediate and they were unlucky that night not to get something out of the game um, so for that reason I think they will beat Dumboyne who you know a really good, who are really good, strong second team, and they will keep most of their second team lads throughout the course of the campaign, and they're going to pick up results. But I think to leak will get the better of them here.
4: I've gone for uh, St Peter's Dumboin purely for the, the exact reason that you're saying is that you know they will keep most of their second team as their second team, and they're going to be at the strongest at mm-hmm. the very start of the year. They'll lose players as the year goes on, um, uh, to the first team if they're playing well and whatever. So I'm going to go with St Peter's Dunboyne yeah, in our last of our Mickey
0: you know that last year as well Joe uh, Robinson and Dunboyne got on to me that's when Dunboyne and the Vincents got to the final I'd backed both of them to lose I think pretty much all their knockout games yeah. so that's when, when we got to the final I did predict that nobody would win and it was the only thing I actually got right when I went to a draw after the, <laughs> <laughs> the 60 minutes so I still no matter who I backed couldn't win in the, or they kept winning so just came to a kind of a I love, a the, way, I love the way so you
1: t- the two junior finalists you tipped to lose every match Says yeah. a lot about your knowledge of football <laughs> No
0: but I got all the others right As the history books will state
4: <laughs> No no girls Put the handbags <laughs> Put the
1: handbags away Put the handbags
0: We're going to keep Because mine is a brick And you gonna, you <laughs> do you want to
4: watch it We're going to keep it nice And, and, and civilised this week We're going to move on now To the senior uh, championship predictions um, Gail Column Kill against Um, We'll go to Kieran Flynn. Kieran Flynn, I think your father may have taught. <laughs> <you>. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering how long was it going to take to wheel that one out. <laughs> Straight you'd in. Have, you'd, you'd have a connection with the Gail Column Kill team because your father taught most of them
0: players. Yeah, he taught them how to play football now. that's not. I and Sometimes that can be old oh, school as well. I presume yeah. they did a bit of maths and Irish and all that as well. Like, yeah. But the football that they won you know, a couple of months ago, titles. You no. Know? Yeah, for not know, My father's Very great. Crazy. He's <laughs> wonderful. And he made them into wonderful footballers. It's father's day is in June. His yeah. mother's day. Yeah, today. sorry. Yeah. Well, she's great too. But <laughs> she actually taught in Clemson, so that's why we keep losing finals. <laughs> keep losing on the boys. So Gail Column Kill done chocolate. Oh, Gail Column Kill, you've got to look after the boys, yeah.
4: Yeah, okay. <laughs> Brian Kelly. Uh,
3: I'm going to go to draw here. David Rusman. Uh, I'm going to go for a Kells win I think uh, it'll be very close though. I think Dunshockland have have really turned the corner and are going really well and Kells don't seem to be as hot as they were last year but I think they'll get the better Dunshockland just
4: yeah I'm on I'm the same boat as you I just think that Gail Conkill will have enough I just think that their experience in Championship over the last number of years semi-finals quarter-finals are just you know, and winning league titles and winning fresh Cups I just mm-hmm. think that that's all going to stand to them uh, going into this championship so I'm going with a Kells win Centres and Navin O'Mahony's. David Risman, how do you see this going going?
3: I think this will be an easy win for Navin O'Mahony's. the way they're going
4: and the way Centres are struggling so far Ok that's enough said Kieran Flynn uh, how do you see uh, Navin O'Mahony's and Centres well, going?
0: When we said with Trim Balderaqi been the toughest one on the page this probably is the easiest one to pick in the whole page I think Navin O'Mahony's by a cricket score <laughs> uh,
4: I'm going to go with Navin is here too uh, just purely they're flying at the moment in Division 1 top of the Division 1 unbeaten uh, uh mid-table or just close
1: to uh, top of Division 2 top of Division 2 struggling uh, according to Rispin, but top of Division yeah, 2 they'll be
3: struggling next week
4: look they definitely are bringing on young footballers and I think that in the next couple of years Centralstown are going to be back uh, competing and just feel that it's just a little bit early in their transition um, Brian Kelly, uh, Central Town, O'Mahony's. How do you see this one going? Do you remember? Do you remember what you did to Dave when it was Car Town? I do. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Just how do you see your well, own team doing this? Car
1: Town aren't the only team doing a prediction competition. Dunham or Ashford are doing one as well. And I see tonight ninety-one point six percent of people who've done it have tipped O'Mahony's to win. Um, look at O'Mahony's are top of Division One. We're top of Division Two. Realistically You have to go To the Division 1 form, And Heart Heart says Sanchez and Head Says O'Mahannis So I'm going to go To O'Mahannis Sorry who you going
4: with No Wallet Who you going with
1: O'Mahuna O'Mahuna so just one more time.
0: <laughs> Brian Kelly is predicting Navan McNamee's victory, and he has it here Against in in writing.
1: I just like to remind everybody: Kieran Flynn has a senior championship medal in his back pocket, which he won with Sanchulstone.
0: You wouldn't take it from his comments <laughs> we're <good>. or Sanchulstone. <laughs> I know we just we're digging; we have to dig each other. Oh, absolutely, I, he do. Know, he, he, I'd love to see he, win, but they just don't have a hope. It's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I wish they, I wish them all the best, but hopefully, see because I sometimes I get the odd one wrong. So hopefully, this one.
4: Wrong, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, the, the reverse psychology thing, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, like the way you're working. Does, does, I only get one or two wrong, wrong every time. So. Um, we'll move on. Uh, the next game I see uh, <laughs> listed is Screen and Sympaths. David Risman, how do you see this game going?
3: Hey, it's an interesting one. I think, I think, Sympaths are really going to be up against it in terms of you know, staying up in the championship, but th- they have a knack of just picking up results they have mm. absolutely no right in you know, and doing, and they did that with Roto last year in the championship, but. In the for, first round yeah. As well. For me, I think just with Screen getting, you know, the likes of Dara Campion back, and I think they need a result to kind of get their year going because it's been stop, start, stuttering so far. So I think
1: Screen will pick up a win. Brian Kelly, how do you see this one going? Uh, two teams who are struggling at the minute. Um, St. Pat's haven't had much coming through at underage in the last while. Screen probably have a little bit more. Screen did well last year. Uh, screen probably just have enough to get over this one. No problem, uh, Kieran Flynn. How do you see this one going?
0: Yeah, I think Screen will win, but I'm just querying maybe the the structure of this competition. Now, when when you do it online, you'll see it's interesting now how David Rispin decided on the points. He's only given a two point two points for a screen victory, which is the same as Dunboyne and Corah. And last reform, but I think Screen are not that much strong favourites, are they?
3: Can I explain the point system? I think you can. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be nice. Okay. it be nice to know what so, we just so lost ba- our favour on. Yeah. So basically, two is the very minimum you can actually get for any given result. So when we come to it, you'll see the likes of Retought and Longwood we'll say 2 is the very minimum that anyone can get 5 is the max you can get for any given result so that that reflects in the draw so with a 2 and a 5 you get a 9 for a draw with a 3 and a 4 you get an 8 for a draw and
4: with two threes, you get a 7
1: so Davey and reckons there's more chance of screen beating Pats than there is of O'Mah and he's beating us that's uh, yeah, that, that, yeah. that. That was the point. That
4: yeah. yeah okay. Just, then, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Fair play. Um. It's it's explained to you there now. Um,
0: uh, nice, that's that's an easy three points for the Northern like. Well, so. funnily enough, screen
4: and sympats. I I <laughs> I don't think screen and sympats is that easy to call myself. Um, oh. Screen not firing on all cylinders at all. Sympats have a knack, as you said, of getting a result. Uh, and, and usually early in the championship they, they, they get a result you know that, that kind of pushes them on to stay you know to, to stay in senior championship and I, I just see this one being a draw myself I just uh, you know you were all kind of saying how screener not firing all cylinders and Pats are up against it but always get a result somewhere along the line is and that I think game that in is is Where
0: I'm just trying to remember the venue in Pats
1: is generally it? played our games in Deleague in the championship a few years ago they played all five group matches in the league
4: well, that's something for the C to look at. Uh, we're going to move on, lads, anyway, because it's taking up a lot of time. Uh, Dunhamore, Ashburn and Summerhill. Again, uh, these two met in the Senior Championship Semi-Final last year at Summerhill. Summerhill uh, with a really good second half performance, winning that one. Um, Kieran uh, Flynn, how do you see this one going, Dunham or Ashburn or Summerhill? Who are you going for?
0: This is a very tight one. I just think Summerhill will edge. It. It's repeated the semi final year, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, he's I think not listening to what he's saying. No, he I just, to... I'm just really repeating your brilliant so you're, opening statement. Questioning what he said. <laughs> no, no, I was just reiterating Michael's great introduction. Who, daydreaming, like. <laughs> let's be honest <laughs> yeah. about it. I'm trying to see? compliment you and you're slating here. <laughs> really just reinforcing your brilliant uh, hosting, you know. <laughs> who do you see winning this game? Summerhill, next. <laughs> Brian <Bright> Kelly, <laughs> <laughs> who do you see winning this on Summerhill, Dunham or Ashman? Um,
1: Barry Dardis is playing well, Ronan Ryan is flying. Um, I think that Summerhill will probably have too much for Dunham Ashman.
3: Very
4: good. Um David Risman
3: Yeah, I agree. I think the two boys back, but but aside from that, they're actually playing really well without the two guys as well in the league. And um I think that yeah, I think they'll they'll beat Dunham or Ashburn.
4: Yeah, I'm gonna go for a draw on this one as well. Dunham or Ashburn and Summerhill um just you know, both of them have been to senior finals in the last number of years. 2016 was Dunham Ashburn. 2017 was Summerhill. Summerhill again last year, 2018 in the final. I just think two good teams. Um, Barry Dardis will be uh, a huge addition to the Summerhill t- team that are going well. And, of course, Colgan, Andrew Colgan, if he can get into the Dunmore Ashburn goals, <laughs> um, he'll, be, he'll be a good addition as well. His kickouts have been fantastic this year. We're going to move on now to Mainelvi and Radkenny. And Kieran Flynn, who do you see winning that game between Minalvi and O'Reilly? That's
0: another. Uh, it's uh, not probably an easy one to pick. Like I think, in fairness, Davy is the numbers spot on there. It's a three three point victory for either. I think Manolvi maybe because I think Killian O'Sullivan is having such good form in a mid jersey, and Pora carnan back. I think their two lads are very strong. I don't think Donald Jogan can carry the can by himself for Kenny, Really, I think it'll be Minalvi
1: Minalvi, okay, Brian Kelly. Um... Minalvi will probably edge this. James O'Hare is meant to be out for a Kenny with a hamstring injury and they probably would have looked at him to man mark one of the danger men up front for Minalvi. Kyogan there's only so much Kyogen can do even though he can do a lot. Um I think if he picks up O'Sullivan that could be a battle worth watching. But last year a Kenny tended to play him at the half hour line, which to me is lunacy. Um so Minalvi to win. Minalvi to win.
4: And Davy Ressman, who are you going for in this one?
1: Yeah, I think it'll be really tight and I think
3: that the guys guys uh, mentioned some of the lads that are key, obviously Sullivan and Harnon and I think Kjogan and, and Brian Mead, who's still a huge player mm-hmm. for Rackenny, mm-hmm. I think he's going to have to have a massive game, but there's injury concerns with Manalvi and they haven't really been going well, David McLaughlin could be out, so for me it's going to be a dogfight from start to finish, but I'm going to give the vote to Rackenny.
4: Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you again David and I'm going to go with a Rackenny win here. Um... And uh, we'll just move on to the next game. Longwood and Holt And uh, Davey Rispin, um, looking down at that one, it's pretty much looking at the points that you can score on that. Two and five. And judging by Longwood's uh, uh, exploits in Division 3 of the league this year, um, you know, all you can see really is one winner. Yeah, I, I think so. Look, at for Longwood... Um
3: I think that they'll they'll enjoy the occasion. It's a brilliant occasion for them to be playing senior football, and uh,
4: they're enjoy they're enjoying the tag of being yeah, a senior footballer, which, which is great. <laughs> and
3: and like they're playing one of the you know with the big powerhouses in mead football, you'd think in retote you know the demographics. I'm sure if you look at population and all that kind of yeah. crack, it it's it's huge
1: difference between the two. So look at I'm going for Rotor, yeah. I think they will have way too much. Brian Kelly, um, this could be more interesting than you might think. The two Wallaces, no, haven't. it won't be. Two Wallace <laughs> haven't played much for Rato this year, if if at all. Brian McMahon is probably out now with an injury. Um that will give Longwood hope, but hope <laughs> can only carry us so far. It's great for us to be a senior team. They, pr- I think they will take a scalp somewhere along the line, but I can't see it being this week. Okay, so you're going with Ratote.
0: Well I did say that, Mickey.
4: Well, you never said Ratot.
0: Kieran. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ciar- I will be very clear of a tot victory okay, I, I think even with uh, Mickey Burke and all the weightlifts and all I think there's only so much he can carry you know you <laughs> can can't carry the, the team? team yeah that's what I mean like, <laughs> <laughs> you, see where I, you see where I was going I there I see where
4: you're know? going I see where you're going so we've all gone for a tot win there um, <clears throat> the final group then Simon's turn against Wolf Tones lads um, David Ruspin uh, we'll leave you to last Kieran Flynn um, Simon's and Wolf Tones and um, and a local derby, um, not an easy one to call either.
0: No, and they've played each other a good bit, actually, in the Championship the last few years. I think Simons and Gales might have enough, I think, just to edge it. I think Tones have a good few footballers, obviously good lads, but I think Simons and have the better overall team. So it'd be very close. That that's one that could be a draw. I just I don't usually pick draws. i, I like to pick a winner and not sitting on the fence like some eBay's.
4: Ooh. Um so you Brian, just pick all the results. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, you understand how I win then. Brian Kelly. Um
1: I am gonna sit in the fence. I'm gonna go to go with a draw. Oh right. Okay, and David Risman. I, I think I think Simon Sen are gonna win this. Uh, they
3: seem to have picked up a little bit towards um towards uh, you know recent times and Des Lane in there as well good manager uh, seems to be a freshness about the, the Simonstown team this year Wolf Tones a little bit unknown I think that you know they'll benefit from Thomas O'Reilly coming back in great form too but for me Simonstown uh, to get the win and Mickey Brennan to come on and kick a few
0: points as well.
4: <laughs> Mickey Brennan won't even be on the bench, so he won't <laughs> for that game. Um, I'm going with a same win uh win. Saint Peter's done buying against there, Cora. Their maximum <laughs> is their like maximum average? age limit aren't they? Over forty. In, insurance football. doesn't cover him anymore. I'm, yeah. I'm saving myself for the following week when the the B championship is on the B league championship, well, uh, not the B league yeah. championship, the the junior B championship. Um, yes, I will be picking myself. You're right, but <laughs> 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 I'm guaranteed a game. I will be there. Uh, Saint Peter's Dunboyne against Corahar, David Rusman.
3: Yeah, I think this is an interesting one with the McAtees. I suppose you have James on one side and Shane and, and David the other side, cousins, cousins, and uh, teammates. Last or this weekend, I suppose, and enemies the next week. But um, no, look at the, but always family. Yeah, <laughs> at the end of the day, so I wouldn't expect anything, any quarter to be given. But I think Dunboyne, the, the senior champions, Corahar are going to be really up against it in this group in general and it's a tough really tough start for them
4: Uh, Brian Kelly Uh,
1: rumour has it that Shane McEntee Seamus Lavin and Gavin McKay are going to be ruled out through injury Liam Hogan the Cora goalie is the mid physio and he's going to say they're not fit to play (laughs) it's only a rumour but these things do happen, um, I'm going to go with Dunbine. <laughs> yeah, I'm still going to go with Dunbine.
0: Yeah, I saw Limo, he was definitely, he was, he's doing something that he shouldn't normally do he was putting something on them or something. Probably all be, they'll be ill now or something now on Thursday. Probably, they'll, be now now on Thursday probably, they'll be ill from last night. Yeah. No comment on that. But yeah, I think St. Peter's obviously last year, Summerhill in the final, Summerhill gave Curragha a good beating in that. So I don't think Curragha have improved enough probably and Dunbine are flying. So unfortunately for Curaha could be a heavy beating but Hopefully it's a tight affair.
4: Yeah, I'm gonna go with Dumboyne. I think just the last couple of years they've been the last number of years they've been knocking on the door, and last year they got their just reward. And I think they're gonna be hungry for more success this year, and they're gonna be a team to be reckoned with. Um I'm going for St. Peters and The last of our predictions from the sheet is Nafina and St. Column kills. And we'll go to Davy Risman first for this one.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the splinters going here. I think it'll be a draw. Um Oh, it's it's a really tough one to call. Uh, I probably, if I was pushed, I would have said Column Kills, but I think with the with the seven points available for the draw, I'm
4: gonna gonna pick the draw there. All right, um, Brian Kelly, what do you how do you see this one going? It's Nafina and St. Column Kills.
1: I think Kills are probably slightly the better team, but they're very unfamiliar with playing in trim, whereas Nafina would be quite used to it, mm. and I think on. The, tr- yeah, the trim th- factor from Athena might just help them yeah, the,
4: grass, the-, the grass and trim is an awful lot different than it is around the rest of the county so <laughs> it is probably it's, all it,
0: it's, all it, it's just simple game bit of grass and two H's kick it <laughs> over the bar <laughs> and generally a strong
1: wind and trim yeah. I'm going to go to go draw He's going to go with a draw as well. It's
0: coming from the east up there in Betty Sound Beach. Them boys are well used to the wind up there. They'll, they'll put the wind up Nafina, maybe.
2: Hi,
4: <laughs> uh, Kieran Finn. There, just where you're on the. Oh yeah, Nafina victory though. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> and I've, I've actually gone for a Nafina victory as well. So I have. Uh, so I really do pick,
0: pick all the. Yeah. I do actually pick all the results, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> That's the results.
4: Are, are the predictions. Um, from the um, prediction sheets um, just to run through them uh, David Risman what's your maximum total that you can score from all of the 612 whatever amount of games there is <laughs> 86 in total you can get a possible 86 yeah. Brian how can what's the
1: possible Dave score? you won't score 86 points over his career <laughs> <laughs> I've
4: scored it this year Brian
1: <laughs> no you never score Brian what's
4: your what's your possible score 88 88 um See, Fear for me, for I have
0: no draws, so 71 is mine, but I think I'd be I'd be close enough to it, I think. You're 71. Probably, I'd probably get 70, i I'd, I'd be predicting, maybe. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know <Yeah>. <laughs> well,
4: that, that, that's a poor prediction if you're going to get your own wrong, <laughs> Yeah, i um, yeah, get one wrong, the I'm most, not perfect, the I'm close. Most I'm that close. I can get, the most that I can get is 91 points uh, in mine, so um, yeah, I'm, I, I'm a fan of the draw myself. I've gone for four draws over the four. Yeah, or over the three championships you've gone for three All oh, referees you've have you've been instructed to
0: get a winner in the championship first round so i can get that message to the referees you don't finish on a draw <laughs> get me get me a winner lads you heard it
4: here first folks now we're going to we're going to move on we've got a few more um games that we're not going to do predictions on but there are first teams that are involved in Junior B and Junior C Championship if Kieran Flynn wants to run through them?
0: Yeah, it's just two games. Uh, Dumcondrat are playing Kilbride in the Junior B and Slane are playing boards Mill and Samary's and Orr have a bye. And then for St Paul's, they're playing in the Junior C Championship but their fixture's not to the second round weekend so we'll talk about that the next day. Excellent. So it would be interesting maybe Dumcondrat, Kilbride, Kilbride flying the league maybe and Slane maybe as well so probably the predictions on that.
4: Yeah. Um. Look. Uh, that's that's our prediction soon for for this week. Um. Overall and sorry, go on. Are we doing overall winners?
1: Are we going to predict overall winners for the championships? No, no, no. We'll
4: we'll we'll do that. We'll do that. Uh, later on. Wouldn't yeah, it
0: would be nice to nail your colours?
1: I think I think nail our colours to the mask good and early. People can abuse us then all summer.
4: Grand. No problem at all. I. I. I it's it's only a one worder. That's yep. all. Simon Stern.
0: Well not Gales. You're not going to Give yourself the second (laughs) part
4: I said it's one word David Rispin uh, Senior Championship Dunboyne Dunboyne Brian Kelly Summerhill Kieran Flynn
0: St. Peter's Dunboyne That's three words
4: Intermediate Kieran Flynn Ballon Obracky Brian Kelly Oldcastle David Rispin Oldcastle um and I am gonna go with uh old myself. Um and then junior championship, David Risman
3: I can't pick myself. Car uh the, no can Ross.
4: <laughs> Sure?
1: Yeah That's what wow. well he's, he's
4: definitely... Wow he's he for so some... they're useless, I told um, you that. Uh, Brian Kelly junior championship Minority Minaldi. Um <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, obviously
0: Keir <laughs> This is the Dun- year The year of the perennial Finalist losers We're going to win it Dunsany
4: And I am going to go For a. Uh, it's between St. Dalton's Karen Ross You can Ross, that story St. out, Can you? St. Dalton's Karen Ross And uh, St. Vincent's um, Only one team can win the final only Just one, for the one, record only two. I'm <laughs> going the with Ka- I'm going with Karen Ross. Right There you go There he is happy Brian Kelly. The junior B
0: Kilbride Kilbride or slain <laughs> 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 <It'll be open. laughs> slain were in the final last year so slain slain okay. slain Kilbride
4: Simonstone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they have an old wily corner <laughs> forward in there <laughs> old being the operative forward yeah. <laughs> Sh- Seamus Kenny is playing isn't he is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know uh, the, geez, the, no, the two corner to the forwards the are fairly
4: young so they are and the full forward is younger than that so he's so he's want to be doing a bit more fishing, lads. If you want to find out where I'm playing, what well, he's playing. plays
0: in the middle of the field? So um, right, that's
4: that's our predictions done now. So it is. I hope the final is
1: not in Laven. The legs wouldn't
4: last. You that that's our predictions done now, lads. So we're going to move on now to our review of uh, the Allianz Football League Division Two final between Mead and Donny Gall from the weekend, and uh, I suppose from yesterday, it was it was a disappointing result. Um, But you can't take it away from Mead at the same time. Um, They've played eight games in the National Football League, David Rissman. And I suppose they've only lost twice. And they lost both of their games against Donegal. Losing out yesterday, 117 to 115 in in Crow Park. But a good showing at the same time.
3: Yeah, and and not just losing twice, losing by two points on each occasion. Both similar enough um, encounters we we led for most of the game uh, in both. Yesterday I suppose the most frustrating thing was the was the first half performance, how good it was. It was it was our best half of football we played
4: in the league, I think, to, to date. And um just just as you mentioned that it was a similar uh, to the game of, Bally mm. Buffet. One of the somebody did mention that to Andy McEntee um, in the press area and he says well I wouldn't say that he says ok then we lost me two points he says but they completely dominated the second half whereas me dominated the game against, ba- in, against yeah. Donegal and Bally Buffet for 64 minutes yeah. and it was the last six or seven minutes whereas Donegal really did boss us around in par- at Crow Park yesterday yeah they did in the end and, and I think it wasn't by design
3: or anything but I think they're Two things can happen when a team gets into, you know, a, a good position. we will say at halftime with a good lead, you can generally go for the kill, you know, and 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 kill the team off, or either let them back in, or you can kind of go into your shell a little bit. It happens naturally, you know. Players who played the game will know exactly what I'm talking about. That sometimes just you can retreat that bit more, be a little bit more cautious. And I think that's what me did. We stopped kicking the ball in and doing doing the kind of really good things that we were doing in the first half. Um, and and kind of allowed Donegal onto us and in the end it it kind of caught up with with the goal and I think the the 57th or 8th minute that was the crucial score
4: Well there was a crucial score but there was also a crucial thing that happened early on in the game as well I think it was uh, I'm just trying to remember going through my notes what time it was made at I can't see it there but there was a substitution made by Donegal. Brendan McCall was playing full full back and was it about
0: 13 minutes or so maybe a bit less mm-hmm. 10 mm-hmm. minutes. No, or no, I I it, no.
4: yeah, it was 13. around it was around 16 minutes I think it was um when it was made um but look anyway he he, he was taken off Brendan McCall was taken off um, Mickey Newman was having a worldly on him Kieran and um, they brought in Neil McGee. Now, Neil McGee and people will slate me for this. Neil McGee is not a good full back. But Neil McGee is good at organising a backline. If you looked yesterday at that game and you look back at it, Neil McGee, when he came on, he did not leave himself exposed. He brought Leo McLuhan and Darrow Whale back right in front of him. Like, they were five metres away from him and that meant that that long ball into Mickey Newman was gone. He knew that Mickey Newman would have the better of him in a one-on-one. And the few times that um, he was left one-on-one one with him and he didn't have any cover. Mickey Newman went out and won the ball. But Neil McGee, is a seasoned campaigner, knows not to leave himself exposed like that. And I suppose th- there was cuteness about Donegal yesterday, is what I'm saying. And, and we'll get back to a bit more cuteness now in a minute, but th- there was a cuteness about it.
0: Yeah, I think uh, the main team, maybe in the second half, second half of the second half especially, were a bit more naive, maybe. I don't know it's a word you kind of thrown around, but Donegal just had the... They've had that experience. They've had them games... Like Neil McGee is the didn't he break the appearance record there for Donegal, mm-hmm. and like he's a long time out. They've won all Ireland's like you know. So these lads are good. Like Mickey Newman was having a field day. He was flying. He was kicking great points. He still did well on yeah, Neil McGee, it.
4: but he was he was. Sh- Oh, he's destroyed. The other fella, yeah, poor chap, mightn't get another run as, uh, for the year. He could yeah, be yeah, he be having nightmares for a long time. So he will.
0: He'll wake up the middle of the night and he'll be screaming. Mickey's name, he'll be like, he got roasted. He'll be up.
4: Sorry, David Risman is just—he's uh, having a, having a field day on Tinder here beside yeah, him. Yeah, so he's, he's swiping oh, on, right, right, yeah. Oh, yeah. I But
0: but I think Newman, like, and he, he's another no, one, one of the alumni of. Right there, David. Sorry, go <laughs> on. My, my father did teach him how to play football in the school. Oh, right, you right, mentioned right, that right, earlier. Right, you know, yeah. like another good lad. But he's a brilliant footballer and he was flying it Just just Donegal maybe showed a bit of Absolutely. tactical noose maybe when they, they got and maybe sewed it up we probably didn't react quick enough maybe to the tactical change of their sweeper going in yeah, but overall really we scored 1-15 like, yeah we it? scored
4: 1-15 and, and that's something that uh, uh, Andy McIntyre did speak about with the media It was a good time to bring in the interview I got with Andy McIntyre straight away after the game Joined there by Andy McIntyre, the Mead manager. Andy, um, I suppose from listening to you talk and in, inside to the media, you're very disappointed
2: with the result there today. I'm disappointed with the result, uh, happy enough with, with large portions of, of, of the performance. Uh, but, you know, we didn't, we didn't come up here to just put up a show. We came up here to try and win the game and uh, we're disappointed we didn't win it.
4: Yeah, I suppose, like, you know... Everybody was saying it's bonus territory and whatever, but you're in Croke Park and there's a trophy on uh, up for grabs. And I suppose, you know, that's probably the disappointing thing. Having taken a good lead early on in the game, as you said in their second half performance, was a little bit poor, but you're coming up against a really good team in Donegal.
2: Yeah, we're coming up against a, a lot of season pros out there, and uh, they might have a little bit more experience of Croke Park than us, but I'm not so sure how much that, that counts. You know, we were, we were 1 6 to a point up. Uh, we could have, we could we were five up at halftime. We could have been, we could have been eight up. Uh, obviously, there was, there was a goal disallowed, uh, and that probably would have represented, you know, the way the game was going. But I, I, we'd have to admit, hand on heart, that, that Donegal controlled the second half.
4: Yeah, it was the second half performance. I suppose that that probably was the most disappointing. But the injury to Brian McMahon just before halftime, as well, meant that you had to bring on Graham O'Reilly early, and I suppose the the role that he's been playing he's been coming in for maybe 20-25 minutes in a lot of the games and he
2: gives the team a boost he didn't have that today he didn't have that luxury of bringing him on with 20 minutes to go Yeah look at there's no doubt Graham has, has given the team a boost in the last couple of years. but Brian was a loss you yeah. know Brian was causing a lot of damage there and
4: uh, He had two points at that stage
2: as well Yeah two points and had set up the, the, the goal that was disallowed so I mean uh, he was he was having a big influence on the game uh, and he was a loss to us but we got to be able to deal with stuff like that, and uh, you know, you like to think that we will, uh, we will learn a little bit from that game.
4: All in all, it wasn't a bad performance. Um, you know, you, you'd still say to come up two points short. The disappointing thing is that you didn't win the game. But that's eight games in the National Football League, and, and in fairness, that's eight good performances in a row.
2: Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what we were looking for. I mean, I have no, I have no problems with the performance. You know, today it was, it was, a, it was a really good performance. One fifteen or one sixteen or whatever it is would would win an awful lot of games would have won every game for us in the league so I mean uh, there was a lot of good things uh, happened out there, a lot of good performances from from guys who hadn 't played in crook Park before so yeah, sure, I mean uh, a lot of positives from the league in general but uh, it still doesn't hide the fact that we didn't win today, you know.
4: Yeah, trophy all up for grabs, as we mm. said. But look, we'll we'll park that for a minute. The the team now is going to prepare for um, Leinster Championship six weeks away. They go back to their clubs now, so you know what way are you going to work that with them for the next few
2: weeks? Well, we I mean they're back with their clubs. They'll train with their clubs and play with their clubs next weekend. So uh, and then they're back in with us for a week, and then they're back to the clubs for another week. So. Uh, it's it it's a little bit fractured, and, uh, but uh, you know that's that's the way club football has to go ahead, and and it's very important in me. Then I'd like to think that that maybe the performances of 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 the team over the last couple of months would add a little bit to the championship when it when it kicks off next weekend. And I suppose just as
4: well uh, for for the players out there from all the clubs. Is it an open panel still? Will you be going to look at a few of the championship games to see if there's any players that are standing out?
2: Sure, I mean, it's always an open panel. I mean, you know, if if, if we can add to the quality of the team, uh, well, then we're, we'd be more than happy to do so.
4: So that was Andy McEntee. Uh, as you can hear, lads, um, I suppose David, he's very disappointed. Um, you know, like, promotion is one thing, but silverware as well and getting into Crow Park is is another thing you know like it's they're they're nearly separate entities if you know you take them as, as separate things and it was a chance as i said for silverware and that's what they what what Andy saw was like you know and and it was a game against one of the top teams in the country and he wanted these players to win
3: yeah absolutely and i think the the players and supporters alike went up there with the intention of winning and the performance you know on the main was probably good enough to merit a win as well and i think that's the frustrating thing for andy and you can hear it in him he 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 couldn't fault the lads you know for their efforts over the over the game and possibly and it was something i heard from a different interview with graham Riley that he referenced maybe mead went out you know ran out of puff towards the end of the game you know i think it was eight games in nine weeks or Mm ten weeks whatever it was and he you know it was interesting to hear that and Possibly that came into it a little bit. Um, Donegal would be well known for their kind of fitness, work and conditioning. Whereas Mead had a pretty settled squad throughout the course of the campaign. Donegal did chop and change a lot throughout the league. So a lot of guys who who played yesterday in the final wouldn't have played every single game or or anywhere near it. So Uh possibly that was something to do with it. But yeah, look at it. It was was frustrating considering how good the performance was on the main, yeah.
4: Brian Kelly is um, another thing Brian McMahon was having a great game and unfortunately he got injured just before half time which meant we had to bring Graham Riley on and how much did that affect the main team um, at, at that point
1: of the game? Yeah, that was probably huge because at that, by the 16th minute they'd started to close Mickey Newman down they'd dropped bodies back in front of Neil McGee but that had given Brian McMahon a bit more space Yeah, and suddenly Brian McMahon exploded into the game Scored a great point off his right foot. I think scored another one. Did he, did he get two? Yeah, he got two points and and off his left. Yeah. 21st and the 29th And minute. then he created the goal chance which was disallowed for a square ball. Yeah, Corre- correctly disallowed. Yeah, he was greatly but chalked off. His speed was causing huge problems. But unfortunately he tweaked the hamstring and Graham Reilly came on and Graham Reilly just for all his attributes he doesn't ha- have the raw pace that Brian McMahon brings. Mm-hmm. He's a different type of footballer and McMahon's pace was sorely missed because he was, he'd that bit of space and he was causing major issues. And suddenly Killian O'Sullivan was the speedster in your half-forward line and at half-time they brought Eamon Doherty on to man-mark him and you didn't have that outlet in the half-forward line that you had previously.
4: Yeah, and interestingly as well, uh, James McIntyre, um, seemed to be doing a man-marking role himself on Ryan McHugh mm. and that kind of took James out of the game as well, like his driving runs um, we did see Kyogan obviously driving forward in the second half as well but uh, when when the game was in the melting pot and the next thing is Gall got their goal, Kieran, um the uh, they used all of their experience to close out that game after they got the goal and and a big influence on all that was was michael Murphy he orchestrated everything um throughout the whole game from start to finish he even orchestrated the referee looked like so it did
0: hmm. yeah do you want me to speak my mind or speak what i should say either? speak your mind that's what we're here for yeah well murphy's a lucky man now I've seen he lads could have at Mountjoy get out cards in the first half. Lads, Mountjoy went for less, like you, know. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, like you know, like he was just a toe rag, and like, he was going around. And he hit, he hit O'Sullivan. Was it McAdear or O'Sullivan? He hit Ma- O'Sullivan Mc- yeah, first, yeah, first. The, yeah, the, yeah, and then he hit him second. Like, yeah, he should have got three yellow cards. Like, yeah, if you go through it, like, I looked back at the game yesterday, or sorry, this morning, today, and uh, looked through it, and he definitely, like the rules said simply, when you get a card, your third foul then should get a tick and then basically you can be gone on that third foul but even the fourth foul but he hit seven or eight fouls it yeah. wasn't like it wasn't that the ref kind of had it it's weird
4: that he like well, I was talking about this with, with uh, another lad who is complete neutral he's not from yeah. Donegal or, or, or Mead and he said it's amazing how much uh, he gets away with for a big man like big men don't like, usually he, get away with yeah, anything he,
0: like Tommy Walsh today in the division one fight he can get near as much no. protection from the ref yeah. or whatever you want to use that phrase but even at one stage Michael Murphy was fouling McGill Literally grabbing him and pulling him and then he got a free in. Mm-hmm. That's right, yeah. And it was just scandalous. And and I would have said the, the referee was excellent. He did the Kildare match and he didn't give any frees at all. It was the snow and the rain. He let the game play within the rules and he just let it go hard and everyone loved it and it was great. No one complained. But then it was completely different. He was pulling fouls at everywhere.
4: And I suppose on the flip side of that is that, you know, Michael Murphy was just class as well. well. he
0: he's probably like you know they, all these kind of profiles and people ask who would you like to play for your county? himself and Sean Cavanagh were always was two lads that I would have always loved to see play for Meath yeah. Bobby Murphy more because of, he brings the score and the freeze like, yeah. he was excellent he was unmarkable at times as the well. advance mark just showed you yeah. the, the advance mark
4: three advance marks in yeah. the second
0: half Like that's a rule I think uh, showed that was the showcase of how the positivity of that kick in kick the ball in your big man wins it you score like. so I think it's an interesting rule potentially we can talk with them when they come around but Murphy was brilliant I know he, d- he probably should have been sent off but he wasn't and he was just brilliant. It's he was brilliant
4: reality. in every aspect. He was a brilliant footballer on the field. He was a brilliant toe rag on the field. Yeah. He, you know, he was just because.
0: <laughs> Column. I think Column Keys tweeted. He said he's probably one of his most influential performances because he was carrying the team a lot of the like for the advanced market stuff. Like he he literally caught it and scored. He did the whole thing. It was yeah. not. And then when they went ahead,
4: even they, bad ball kicked in. Oh, he won it.
0: But do you when, know what I mean? Like, when they they went ahead, they went kind of negative and conservative and didn't kick it. He started orchestrating and pulling the strings and it was maybe. You could look at it, maybe a shot clock. I know we talked about that before. Like there was a, sh- a shot clock would have helped us an awful lot in that game because they held the ball only for three or four minutes. Wells, there was there was two. Not okay- even trying to go forward. There was two like.
4: occasions when it went backwards with the ball the whole way to the goalkeeper. And whatever about a shot clock, I think that if the ball gets past a certain
0: part of yeah, the pitch, that it can't, it like, can't yeah.
4: go past. You know, we will say your your own sixty five. Once you pass your own sixty five, you can't go back inside it. Because that would make it an awful lot. Like, Mead were harrying and whatever, and, and young James Condon, um he Banty was he was he was chasing and harrying and the whole lot. And he did turn over the ball once or twice, but there was nobody there to, to help him. Like I'm not saying he was on his own. It was just like that there was that much space up that end of the field that the Donegal man was able to go back and win the ball and give it back to the goalkeeper. it was frustrating and you could hear the Mead supporters booing Donegal. But I suppose like David Rismond, if it was us, We'd want uh, we'd want James Colgan getting that ball as well.
3: <laughs> yeah, look at it. It's a kind of catch twenty-two, and I think the Andrew Mead, Colgan, Sorry. Yeah, the Mead lads put in so much effort into you know into the game that they were just jaded at that stage, and it was tough. Like the likes of Barry Yardis and, and Mickey Newman and that, they were trying their best to overturn the ball. But Donegal Gall and them situations are just so cute. We actually. I don't mean to keep referencing the Bally Buffet game, but the same crack happened there. You know, Donegal eventually got their lead towards the end of the game yeah. and just kept the ball for four or five minutes of injury time. And mm-hmm. it was it was a similar story last night in Crow Park. It's frustrating to watch. You heard the booze from the crowd. Uh, and, that was and just me. That was yeah. just me going about it. <laughs> I tell you, there was more than you, but. Um, Look, that's that's done you all for you. You know when they get into that position, they they don't really relinquish. Leads. Well, look, not only
4: that. Look, it's a learning curve for this Mead team. Um, we've been away from the top echelon of of football in in this country for a long time now. So th- that's just a little taster of what you can get when you go up to Division One next year. And if Mead can get to the Super Eights this year as well, that's the type of thing that you're going to be coming up against. Well seasoned campaigners. Don't he our top side for the last eight, nine years, ten years? Definitely in the top four. Definitely yeah. the
0: top six. Mm. Anyway, Ulster, champions. Yeah,
4: yeah. And, and had had a poor league. Excuse me, had a poor league campaign last year, in in the fact that they lost most of their games by a point. You know, and they Davis, were. David,
0: you're supposed to help him like he did for the on earlier. You're <laughs> supposed to take over there. Give
4: him a I just need wind in here, sorry. <laughs> uh, anyway, you're we're going to move on. Air we're,
0: now. We're going to
4: move on, and we're going to uh, move to the player ratings. It's the last. Uh, oh yeah, sorry, you, you might have some um, stats I as just well. Just keep them brief. It's,
0: it's only there's a, They're really positive, it's just the unfortunate thing is it's goals. Uh The stats, we had 23 shots, scoring 16, which is 69%. It was actually 79 at a half time. So from play, we we had 17 shots, scored 12, which is 70. And we had six frees and we scored four, which is 66%. But see, Donegal had more shots than us. They had 28, scoring 18, which is 64. They had 58% from from play which is 24 shots scoring 14 and they scored all four of their frees but I think probably the most interesting stat is probably the timeline unfortunately for the timeline we don't have a good second half like the last quarter is abysmal really we didn't We didn't score while Donegal did other than that if you cut but out we that we
4: scored in the 37 minutes yeah at the very very end yet. We didn't score from the, it's about 12 the 12th to, minute to the 37th minute, you know. And like, every
0: other kind of there's a every other pocket of the game, their score's been tipped yeah. along. It's just that just ceases. And, and the
4: funny thing is, is that we did have a few chances, mm. so we did, uh, just the wrong options were taken. And we actually at one stage, one of the players was going through, he took a shot in his right foot from the byline and had he looked to his left I think it was James McIntyre had actually it joined Campbell, the attack was not
0: Campion yeah
4: yeah and uh, I think it was uh, James McIntyre was joining the attack and he was clean through on goal had he just slipped it back out to him but you know these are again it's the the experience Dunningall are as I said well used to playing in Crow Park as well this is a first time for a lot of these players so look we're not going to be harsh on them have you any other stats that maybe stand out for you
0: not just the scoring ones are the interesting ones but just again the timeline Donegal's timeline is brilliant like it's con- constantly scoring all game long and unfortunately as well Michael Murphy scoring seven points is another one of the scores All from dead balls Gallon was very good he, Brian you were saying he's only 18 isn't it you were saying that just he's only a young letter mm. yeah. yeah. he played very good
1: In Donegal
0: the supporters don't know whether he's even going to play a senior championship
1: because they reckon he might go back to the under 20s And McBarity coming
3: back too as well Yeah, so, yeah
4: yeah Oshin Gallon, he finished up with uh, three or four points to his name four, three four. four points to his name um you know which is a great return from that young man Jamie Brennan was a was was difficult to mark as well like so you know they were yeah, good 1 2 and, no wides
0: like that's especially yeah. no wides
4: like. um what we're going to do now is we're going to move on and we're going to um rate the players um from 1 to 15 and the subs that were used so in goals Andrew Colgan lads David Rushen how did you think he did this week uh, good enough first half. I thought second half some kickouts went
3: astray. I think we we were caught out for one in particular. I think Tony Gall got a score off at a short kicker, just didn't work out. Very little he could have done about Jamie Brennan's goal. It was a rocket. Yeah. Um.
4: It was worked the whole way from the. the yeah, players. I
3: think I think seven's probably a fair enough mark. I don't know what the guys
1: think though. Uh, Kieran Flynn.
0: Yeah, I think seven. Uh, he maybe a seven and a half, but it says we don't do half, so seven. I'd say yeah.
1: Yeah, Brian Kelly yeah probably a 7 second half Donegal squeezed the kickouts so he didn't really have any short options and they crowded the middle as well so it was very hard for us to get a foothold on his kickouts can't ha- can't blame him for that it's just that he was given no options an
4: interesting thing there as well lads just it's not a stat that you would have but in the opening 14 minutes when Mead were winning 1-6 to, uh, to a point uh, Mead had not won Single kick out at that stage, even our own kick outs, we hadn't won them, so we hadn't. All the Donegal Duny- have won all the kick outs at that stage, but you know, again, it just shows you that like stats can be misleading the whole mm-hmm. time. So, again, and um, we're going to move on. Uh, Seamus Lavin, um, in the cornerback position, Bright Kelly, uh,
1: probably a seven again, like solid, but the Donegal full forward line did score. Kieran, just get your stats back up again.
0: Yeah, well, uh, Jamie Brennan had one, two. Gallen had four, and Murphy had
1: seven. So that's one, six, and seven. This the full forward line scored one thirteen. Yeah. So like that's brilliant shooting from a full forward lane So probably a seven.
4: Yeah. Um. And again, you couldn't. Uh, sorry, David Rispin, uh Yeah, I, th- I think possibly
3: a six, even. Like I, I thought he, he did he did struggle to kind of handle. I think he was on young Gallen, um, and it was a difficult after. Or, no, he's oh, he Brennan. In, Jimmy and, yeah, Gallin, yeah. So um, and yeah. Gallagher was the other side, and he actually thought Gallagher did reasonably well, do you know. So
4: it was a really, really interesting yeah. one. We we'll get to him now in a minute, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah. but um, one the time, David. We've done this for no, eight games now. Like, no, I yeah. was just mention him. Yeah, uh, James Lavin, six for me, I think.
0: Kieran Flynn, I think seven. I think's fair. I, th- I know he, I know they scored a lot, but it was the kind of game in Crow Park, whatever. It's big, open pitch that they did an awful lot of great defending. It's just there was so many attacks, like like what was it twenty eight shots they had, like, and they could have had we stopped a good 10 or 15 more, you know what I mean? like yeah. So, which is a high-scoring game, an open game for most of it, so yeah, seven.
4: Seven for Seamus Laban. We're going to move on to full-back and uh, Connor McGill. We'll go back to you, Kieran.
0: Yeah, it, it's interesting for McGill. Like, he played particularly well on Michael Murphy, yet Michael Murphy scored so much. So, so
4: you, got, you got seven points in all from dead balls. He didn't score Yeah, because the advance, marks, marks yeah. the marks. So. Three from advanced marks and four frees.
0: Yeah, so I think he, he actually stopped an awful lot. I think He's at maybe a seven, close to an eight. I'm, I'm kind of not sure because he played for a lot of the game. Again, he 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 marked Murphy yeah. quite well, but see, uh, the I, I think advanced marks maybe. I he did around. well
4: on Murphy when Murphy was close to goal, but when Murphy went out the field, Murphy was involved in an awful lot. Yeah. So he was. So it's just it's a really hard one. The way that the way that Donegal's set up, it's really hard to mark your players. Yeah, yeah
1: but, but actually one stage in the second half, Seamus Lavin ended up going out the field to pick up Murphy. Yeah, because yeah. the. Kind of the players are looking around, and obviously he was designated. If you if he drifts, Lavin picks him up because yeah. McGill stays at home. Probably in the first half, McGill was in around an eight, but Murphy did have a big influence in the second half. So probably a six for a second, so overall a seven.
4: Okay, and Dave Risman. Yeah,
1: I, I go along with that as well. I thought I actually
3: thought he was outstanding in the first half for us, McGill. I thought he was getting the hand in breaking ball. He was really doing what Murphy kind of did to us in the second half, and just being a nuisance but Murphy's influence grew and in the second half he, he was outstanding, let's be honest about it, um, and he did give McGill a tough time, so I'd say seven's a fair mark, yeah.
0: But yeah. would he play against a better full forward in the whole, like if we play, if you pick anyone, I think he'd be the hardest man to mark, I think, in the whole yeah, country.
4: Yeah, see that's the point, and, and,
0: and like, he did very well on them.
4: It, it's hard to say full forward, like because He's I Johnny don't have positions uh, that we are used to. Uh, no. They they have some sort of a
0: different um, uh, system that they use. It's not different, full different forward, language yeah. up there, as well, like absolutely. Michael hey. Murphy's speech, and you were like, "Can I get the subtitles, <laughs> please?" You know, like
4: uh, we'll move on anyway, lads. Uh, our cornerback number four, Shane Gallagher, and Davy. You've, Excuse you've, me. You've <laughs> said you've said already. Like you know, it's. This is a really tough one. Like, he did have a really good game. He was on an awful lot of ball. He gave the ball away a couple of times in the first half of fist passes. Um, the man he was marking did really well, but he also did really well. Yeah, I, I <laughs> to be honest with you, I
3: thought he was our best defender on the night. Yeah, and um, I, I think he did as well as he possibly could. Obviously, now that you know the scores, his man got, and that it has to be taken into consideration. But well, I thought he was he was really, really good and I would have to give him an A to be honest, even even with the scores, you know.
4: It's it really is a tough one. Brian Kelly, um your score for Shane Gallagher.
1: Yeah, well, Gallagher to start off, we we're on we spoke with Murphy earlier and his fouls. Gallagher made two fouls, got two cards. Now both of them were deserved. I don't think there's much argument on that. Um like Gallant's kicked four points from play, had four misses, so that's eight shots that the corner four got over the seventy minutes. Um he did he lost the ball in the possession at one stage, a hand pass to went wrong and Donegal got a pint off. It's gonna sound very harsh. He's had a great league, but I think he, he just found the going tough yesterday, even though he had very good moments. Yeah, he, he intercepted
4: like, an awful lot of ball. Mm. He carried ball out of defence. he was like I I'd, I'd love to see his possessions. Because you could gauge it then from his possessions because he was on the ball so much at that mm. and and he, he did put in a lot an awful lot of good tackles. What score are you going to give him anyway? Six, six, six and a nine, no a six
0: probably. and an eight. I think I would probably go in the middle just keep the peace here. So, you know, oh, no, bless to, it be. to the, Oh well,
3: you might get that. No, no,
4: one. I no, no, it's just the threes. Blessed um, be the I peacemaker. Get, you, know, like, well, you know. Well, I, like, I well, <laughs> no, 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 just <laughs> give no, us your your honest. No, I think. So, I think
0: it's because I think I actually agree with both sentiments by the two lads I think, and that I think brings you to a seven like he had great moments and he was probably our best defender but then a few errors not that many but a few and then obviously the fact his man scored so much probably brings him down from the eight yeah. to the seven I think so I think seven is a fairer one it's, it's it's kind of that game was a strange game that like a lot of people had nines and ten moments but they just had a few fives and six moments and it kind of yeah. brings it up you have to meet somewhere in the I middle I think it's
4: just the system that Tony Hall played that you just you're never in the one position you're moving around and it's just, it's it's so hard to know how to, like there's an awful lot of possession yeah, going the, around. The, just on that,
3: actually, a lot of them scores were kind of, how would you describe them, really picked off. So he was kind of, it wasn't as if he won them and skinned Gallagher and then kicked it yeah. over. He actually He's just got on the loop it on or, the loop whenever, or yeah. it just have, you know, a little bit of a slip now or in something.
4: Fa- in fairness too, a couple of them were from fair distance out on the wing nearly. Like yeah. But wasn't like, much he could have done. No. That's what I'm trying to oh, get. Oh, absolutely like, that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Like yeah. it was it was nearly like what um uh, your man he used to play corner forward for for Kildare. He used to just come off the loop the whole Dyle, time. Doyle was it Dyle, or? Yeah. no? Not was it Johnny? Not Johnny Doyle. He win his own ball. Uh, Callaghan, I think it was. Like just come on, off, on off the loop the whole time and yeah. just have an easy point, point Just. He kicked a
3: great score uh, under the Hogan, didn't he? In the yeah. second half. Yeah, that was so
4: it. Happens. Like you know what I mean. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's Shane, Shane. you gave yours. Yeah, so we're, we're Shane Gallagher's on a seven. Uh, James McIntyre uh, Brian Kelly.
1: Um like he didn't have the impact going forward that he has had in other games but by the same extension he marked Ryan McHugh yeah. and Ryan McHugh didn't have a huge impact on the game mm. either mm-hmm. so if you like the two of them nearly cancelled each other exactly, out exactly yeah so i think a 7
3: yeah yeah uh, david Risman yeah i think that's fair i actually had a chat with our manager this morning after training and he made a good point he says sometimes he doesn't see the the sort of reasoning behind beside behind putting your best player on their best player and cancelling each other out as opposed to nearly nullifying James McAtee's influence whilst also nullifying that of Ryan McHugh nearly letting the two of them at it, and if James McAtee gets the better you know overall in terms of his performance and I think there's a lot to be said for that too you're sacrificing an awful lot yeah and you're sacrificing one of your most influential yeah. players which which is an interesting point point. Um, and he did he, he was given that job and he did it well you know as Brian says kept, kept Ryan McHugh uh, you know Really, really quiet
0: on the day. So yeah, seven is fair, I think. Kieran, now, is that is that the ploy now? With court and they're going to get isolate you because you're the best player, is it or? No, or are you going to load the space because you're the worst? Just thanks, but I don't know. But you're that. the worst of the six is it? He goes on to their best defender. Yeah, <laughs> and they cancel each other. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think seven. I think the lads have made the points. I think very valid. He's probably himself and Keogan. They're so dynamic. They just uh, he didn't have as much moments because he was cancelling McHugh. So I think what they said is fair seven.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Um, moving on to our giant captain, Donald Keoghan, at centre half back. Um, we'll go to you, Brian Kelly, this time. Um, One of those quieter games, maybe, but...
1: Uh. Yeah, well, I was talking to someone today who watched the game with Tina G and they said their Irish isn't great so they didn't know his name, Oscar Ilge. Yeah. So they were looking out for his number and they just they didn't see the number six as often as they would expect from having listened to previous games on the radio. Um he picked up Niall O'Donnell for large parts and it was a really good battle between them whenever yeah. they did come near each other probably like six six going on seven
4: I didn't think he did much wrong there, no he, d- he didn't do much no. wrong but he didn't do he wasn't like, yeah, like Donald
1: so. normally influences the game to a huge extent which right. he maybe didn't so you're going to go with a six yeah and I okay. probably a, an unlucky six but a six yeah
4: okay then I, I Weird reasoning you have, but anyway, Kieran
0: (laughs) Risman is no longer the Grinch. (laughs) The title has been transferred over. Yeah, so I think a seven. I think it's it's again it's it's very kind of it's I'm repeating myself a lot because it's kind of similar. They have these great moments in the match, but overall they struggled at times because Donegal were so good. But I think overall, like, there wasn't that much standout. The, The forwards had the better of it for both teams. Kind of, it was an open game. So I think seven is fair. Yeah, David Risman?
3: Yeah, I think so too. I think seven is fair. I think he prob he looked a little bit tired to me um, at times, and and not his usual self as regards carrying the ball up the field. But you know, in a defensive sense, which is you know first and foremost his job. I thought he was he was solid. solid so yeah. yeah, so I think a seven is fair. Yeah,
4: I, I suppose that the what we're kind of thinking is like like if you were if you were a neutral and you went in and you says right, you Jesus, Donald Kilgannon um center back juicy did his job you know he did his job, mm, you know, yeah, did yeah. His job as a center back but we know him for he's influencing just a victim of his own uh, ability Exactly. And exactly. Success. like we 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 know what what he's capable of and what he's been doing for, for, for in in the in the rest of the national football league and even in the last 15 minutes when when <coughs> Mead were on the ball he did drive forward but the way Donny Gall was set up, yeah. it just it, it just meant that when he did get the ball and he was going forward, it was like he couldn't break two lines at a time and whatever. Mm-hmm. So I I'd agree with you guys. I do think that it was a seven. I don't think it was uh it was deserving of a six, Brian Kelly. But uh, oh, <laughs> the Grinch is back. Uh, we'll move on. It's uh, late on a Sunday. Wing half four, or wing half back, Ronan Ryan, um, and David Wilson will go to you first.
3: Yeah solid 2 I think first game in Croker um, big occasion for him uh, I thought he did well I thought first half he was he was superb and second half probably didn't get it forward as much it's a similar trait with, with the three guys in the half back line as they normally would but defensively I thought he was sound enough um, did his job so
1: I think yeah 7 for number 7 for number 7 uh, Brian Kelly yeah he got forward very well in the first half <coughs> set up a point for was it Thomas Riley and um in general, I thought he played very well. I give him a seven. Excellent, uh, Kieran
4: Flynn? I
0: just got moved a, a nudge there for positivity. No, no problem there. Yeah, well, I think sim- keep it simple. Seven, as I said, right? Like we conceded one seventeen, so the backs. Are, it's very hard to give eight, nines, and tens to a backline. That, but at the same time, they played yeah. well overall. How so how many,
4: how many, how many of W Call's scores were from dead balls? Like at least seven of them.
0: The so there, it was dead like from freeze. They had four. Four, but a lot the of them were three, advanced
1: three,
4: yeah. marks. Though. Four, the mark, four plus three advanced yeah. marks. The mark counts yeah. as a score from play. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. know, but to real supporters, it's a dead ball. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's uh, you know, so there was seven from them balls. Like so. Yeah,
0: but I, that's what I said. The backs didn't play poorly. Yeah. because I said when we come to the forwards, for me, you'll be able to say that goal conceded one fifteen. Well, we'll come to that now. You know, road. you know, everyone <laughs> knows the score, don't they? But well, hope. Okay, then well, then we're going to. There's
1: gonna actually re- one thing that I think when the mark probably will come in for next year but I think the length of time you have to take your shot is too long. It should be maybe a five well, second.
0: Come
4: here, we'll worry about yeah. that next year. So we write, <laughs> we'll write
0: me Christmas letter up to Crow Park. <laughs> well, you're enough committee's up there.
4: <laughs> Brian Menton lads are other giant captain at midfield. Uh, put in a big shift, uh, David Risman.
1: Yeah, he
3: did. He, he was uh, he was he was outstanding actually for me. I thought he worked his socks off. Probably ran himself into the ground. Was a victim of you know his own success, I suppose you could say, or whatever it was. But um, no, really good shift from the captain. Probably one of his better outings, you know, in this league campaign. So I go for an eight for a number eight. Get a number eight. <laughs> Just so uh,
0: Kieran Flynn. Number identification. Yeah, yeah. that's all you <laughs> <laughs> Well, when,
4: uh, when we get to when we get to Tomas O'Reilly yeah. he's a 15 yeah. out, of, <laughs> out, of t- out of 10 um, yeah Kieran
0: <laughs> yeah I think uh, he, he played well overall he set the tone very early scoring the score very early on we got the point like nearly what was it 30 seconds in mm-hmm. or something it was yeah. uh, it's hard to know with the kickouts again like the midfield battle, even with the mark there, like sometimes the high catching has not necessarily been tried by, it's really all breaking ball. Like, all four midfielders are breaking the ball, and it's about who wins the break. The yeah, you to can't say it. criticise a midfielder for a not of, winning kickouts as much.
4: A lot of the kickouts on both sides were trying to avoid the midfielders. Yeah, the, the yeah. half forward yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. forwards.
0: So if, like, if we had, just say hypothetically, 20 kickouts and only one like eight or nine or whatever, you, it's not necessarily the midfielder's fault. It's kind of it's gone more like the pods of players and the wing backs wing forwards and all so Mento I thought was excellent in yeah. the first
4: half dispossessed one their Donegal players yeah. but it looked like a break was on and we got a score from that dispossessed and yeah. went in and won the say ball say David's
0: eight is a fair score and I agree with him uh, Brian Kelly yeah
1: in the first half I thought he was colossal he set the tone early on with a, a point after about 15 seconds um, second half I think as the Donegal squeezed us he just struggled to exert the same level of influence but it's more because they put so many bodies in the middle of the field. So overall, he's probably a fair eight.
4: Yeah, um, We'll move on now to Shane Kieran. Uh Friend, Shane McIntyre in the middle of the park.
0: Similar to Menton, in a way, he, he scored a good point, but maybe wasn't, to use Brian's word, as a colossal figure as Menton was, so maybe slightly behind with a seven maybe, but close to an eight at times. Just again, it, it's a hard place to be midfield in Crow Park. There's a lot of grass to cover. But I think, and then he got cramp at the end. He was getting tired at the very end of the game, so I think seven is fair.
4: Yeah, I was just going to say that I, I I really think that he covered every blade of grass in in Crow Park.
1: Sometimes the game was bypassing where everybody put in a really really big shift. Uh, for me, Brian Kelly. Yeah, his work rate was huge overall. Um, again, what we referenced earlier, the midfielders not being targeted on either team with a lot of the kickouts. Like it doesn't give you the chance maybe to shine when you're not seeing going up and winning the ball cleanly. So probably a seven again.
3: David Risman Yeah, I think that's fair. I think he kicked a, an unbelievable score yeah. in the first half. It landed out in the canal. <laughs> it was uh, Coming it had, it it had ring, some yeah. on it. Yeah, but um, he, he worked extremely hard first half and that, and probably just ran himself into the ground, similar to what we've said already. Um,
0: yeah, his first half, I yeah. just uh, probably should have said it, his pun kicking was excellent, especially in the first ten minutes. Yeah, he, he was really yeah, kicking yeah. the ball indirect, and we got the goal initially from one of his. He was involved in the move. Yeah, so it's probably it's. It says it's a hard seven, but I think because he didn't do that all game, I think the seven is yeah. right.
4: Yeah. Uh, we'll move on now to our half forward line and uh, Killian O'Sullivan um, at wing half forward. Took an awful lot of abuse in this game, Brian Kelly.
1: He takes a lot of abuse in every game because the op- opponents have a markdown as a danger man. In Cork, he was manhandled. If Kieran did that to someone in a nightclub, <laughs> God knows what would happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have
0: to get my good suit out again <laughs> wow that's all I can
1: say um, um, what, I, what score would you I, give him? I'd
0: give him an 8 an 8 ok yeah. um, you'll be getting a letter from my solicitor in the morning Mr <laughs> Kelly <laughs> scrupulous accusations <laughs> scoreless <laughs> is the word you're yeah. well
4: I'm looking for a score and then we'll go for less yeah, no, in just a I'm not giving you that much money <laughs> you and yoke
0: you'll be up early to catch me 8 8
4: um,
3: uh, it doesn't matter uh, at this stage but I, I probably would have nudge towards a 7 mm. I think uh, just not not up to his you know top standard as as he normally is but did work hard nonetheless and probably things didn't fall for him as, as they normally would so the boys are giving him 8 so it's going to be an 8 but 7 for me
4: yeah it's going to be an 8 I uh, I, I, agree with you as well uh, David he, while he did carry the ball on, on, on a few occasions. He did have two points, uh, is right. But one thing I don't like seeing Kylian O'Sullivan doing is carrying the ball into the tackle. Mm. And he did it twice yesterday. Now, if he can avoid a tackle and keep going, I, I want to see him on the ball and running. And, which he did a couple of times in the second half, coming up the left wing, heading for the hill and cutting
0: back he in. He got a black card against him. Remember the the, the second it was that, was that Murphy you took? Yeah. The, yeah. No,
4: well, Murphy came across him with a full... Arm and fist and yeah, it just caught him a, in the chest.
0: But I think when he got taken out of it, Sullivan didn't get a free. Remember? Yes, no, that's right. It was, yeah, it was, I couldn't believe it. Like it was yeah. such an obvious. when I saw it back in the telly. I nearly threw the the zapper at the telly. It was the zapper. <laughs> <Yeah>. The zapper. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I love that word. <laughs> um, look, Killian Sullivan. He, he was still. He was still uh, a high se- seven or eight. So we've we've given him an eight for for his performance. Ben Brennan at centre forward, lads. David Risby.
3: Yeah, Ben worked hard again, probably uh, was withdrawn again because of the, the yellow card and I think he, he might have been a little bit lucky to stay on after his last tackle and as soon as he got away with that, the free was obviously given, the lads were getting camping ready straight away. Uh, but look, he was busy as always, in fairness to Ben, never found wanting with, with regards to work, rate. probably kicked a good score as well actually in the first yeah. half, but um, just, just wasn't up to the standard he was against um, in previous games and that,
1: so seven for me I think. Um, Brian Kelly. I think Ben probably needs to go to the Michael Murphy school of go up to the ref, have a good chat before the game, and get away with a few fouls because anytime he does commit a foul, he's nailed for it and he's booked and he's ticked, and that's the main reason he's been brought off in the last two games. Seven, I think, is a fair score. Yeah, Kieran Flynn
0: yeah Ben Ben can be quite uh, what's the word combative argument with the match officials. so probably he probably should go to the Michael Murphy and, and fill him fully the proverbial you know but the Ben probably a 7 as well yeah,
4: yeah I, I, like it's it's frustrating on the field there and, and, and different players different strokes for different folks and I suppose it works for Michael Murphy to be the placid fella and then be a tyrant on the field but Ben obviously doesn't get away with it. he get that'll come to him with time, and he's he's still young yet. Lads, uh, move on then to wing half forward, Brian McMahon. uh substituted just before half-time, Davy. But um, you know he, he was looking good. Yeah, he
3: was. He was looking very good.
4: He loves to open space at Crow Park. I
3: think it was Westmead. Mead. Yeah, that to, You know, God, we, we God got. Mentions. He got. Oh. He got <laughs> two. Germans. Yeah, that was a horrible day. But he he was he was so good that day, and he was really really good until he went off unfortunately yesterday he loves to open space and that's something we've already mentioned kind of with proper ground um, good proper championship ground and, and surroundings and that he will he will thrive and he, he really did I think it, 8 I suppose to give the boys might strengthen that again but I think for what he was on for I think 8 is fair
4: yeah absolutely uh, Brian Kelly
1: yeah he was causing serious trouble that speed like in Crow Park it's unmarkable really um, had he stayed on the pitch, I think he could have had a huge impact. But probably an eight for the time he was on is a fair score because yeah. like he did have one goal chance, which I don't know how it ended up in a hot ball and he did another wide. So I think an eight overall is fair. Karen
0: yeah, I agree with the, the lads. I think it was an eight and it was heading towards a nine and even God knows it might have been a ten if he stayed on the whole game because he was flying. I think eight for the time time played.
4: Yeah, I I thought, you know, um. When uh, when we needed someone, might like uh, Mickey Newman was after being trebled up on by Donegal, and we needed someone to kick a couple of scores. Brian McMahon came in, and popped up. He it was he gave us a different dimension going forward. It was co- he was coming in from wide on the wing mm-hmm. and coming across the D and, and, and kicking the scores from either side. Like and so uh, I was really impressed with Brian's uh, running and just that different option instead of having to go long into Mickey Newman. It was a different option. So um Brian's getting an eight we're going to move into corner forward position now number 13 Barry Dardis and uh, Kieran Flynn will go to you first
0: Yeah Barry uh, kicked debatably won the scores of the game with the 45 over in there in the corner mm-hmm. it was a serious hard one for his right footedness like but he absolutely pinged it over uh, he might be disappointed in himself maybe with the miss uh, we referenced his soccer skills the last to uh, kind of jovially enough with kind of the Kildare match but Maybe he does need that private tuition with you and the orchestral movers in the park. Like.
4: Yeah, that's no problem. We can we can organise that. It was yeah. funny because uh, I was sitting there with Fergus Lynch and all the lads um, from from the different media's, and they were all saying, "Jesus Brennan, you 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 would have caught that lovely on the half volley, yeah, yeah. and it would have been it would have been." So no, was don't very don't unlucky. unlucky. <laughs> essentially
0: a, a seven because he was very busy off the ball and that. Yeah. He was very good overall. It's just he'd be disappointed with that. So a seven, yeah. I think, for me. Uh,
1: Brian Kelly. Yeah probably a 7 again he probably would like to have had a bigger contribution in terms of scoring from play but like that 45 alone was worth a great mark.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah absolutely David Risman.
3: Yeah I think 7 is fair uh, the, it was a tricky enough opportunity the one that did you know it seemed to be kind of hobbling or bouncing just out to him um, and he was—he just pulled it, unfortunately, to the to the he left. It wasn't in
4: Marjorie, He was in crow Park. <laughs> it's a carpet. <laughs> Look at that. It was hobbling on the rough surface. So it was. <laughs> I was
3: speaking to the man himself who kicked it, in, <laughs> and and he says it was uh, it was hopping yeah, like if it was
0: if it was in court now, like a half volley, you'd be taking that on the chin. No, like, really, that's a half a, half with half the bobble and the bounce. Like,
3: but in fairness to him, he kept showing for the ball, and as you said, like he he kept hassling them and that. Um, so I think seven is fair, and he will have better days. Yeah, he
4: uh, it look his his forty five was the moment of the match for me. It was an absolute peach. You don't strike them any better than that, and it could have carried another mm. fifteen or twenty meters. That was a that was roughly about a sixty yard kick, lads, yeah, because as yeah. the crow flies, when you are when you're taking and it from the that crow angle. flew
0: fairly fast, but the <coughs> he probably should have uh, taken the next one. That was maybe. Uh, a tactical thing we have got wrong. Mickey Newman took the next one and landed short. That's right. Yeah. He's probably more accurate overall. But sorry, that
4: was beforehand. The sixty. Oh no. no sorry he like, got one after. The yeah. fifty-five the yard free. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Newman would probably be more accurate closer in, but Dardis has the distance. Like he could kick one from his own goals. I think that's probably maybe Andy's initial plan at the start of the year was to kick kickouts directly over the bar. I over think.
4: the bar. Yeah, he gets kickouts right from the from the from the kickouts Um get scores from it. Uh, we'll move on now uh, We'll go to the full forward position Quite enough day for him We'll move on to corner forward <laughs> <laughs> um, No, full forward Mickey Newman, lads um, Brian Kelly What can you say about Mickey Newman's performance In, in Crow Park Scored
1: 1-6 um, Ended up at five points. I was wrong? You were
0: disallowed no, yeah. Mickey's calculator out again There <laughs> again last week <laughs> go- A
1: goal disallowed And a pint ruled out By Hawkeye um, like he'd Brendan McCall for toast early on found the change when Neil McGee came in just talking to him last night he said you go to step to your right and the ball was down the other end McGee would be stepping in front of you he said it was just a totally different mm. way of marking somebody and he learned from that and like probably overall had he continued the form he showed in the first 10-15 minutes like he would have been unmarkable overall
0: probably a, an 8
4: an 8 Interesting, love Grinch. Ciarán uh, K- Flynn.
0: Uh. <laughs> did, I, I, did I mention where he went to school? I, I, I mentioned that. Uh, <laughs> I definitely just short and sweet. He was excellent for every ball that was kicked into him pretty much. He won uh, probably a nine for his impact. They just said that Donegal changed their tactical approach altogether when he was because dominating. Him, yeah. And then he's, his influence waned because they couldn't get it into him. But then we have the likes Su- of Sullivan and McMahon and all improved then. So sometimes when you're the big target man like that, it's hard to dominate... Like Michael Murphy, someone is a super talent, and Michael wasn't too far behind him.
4: Yeah, mm. yeah, absolutely. Um, David Rism.
3: Yeah, I I agree with you. I think a nine has to he has to get a nine to be fair. Considering we were given out tens last week for.
0: <laughs> oh, Ooh. oh, let sleeping for dogs this. lie, will you? Um, uh, yeah. Oh, right. yeah. that was just when he mentioned that he's you were. we won't go too far into the detail of your mistake last week. But James McIntyre was nominated for Player of the Week last week by the GA. Like i sure he wasn't good enough to get a. Was but a he six? Didn't, he didn't get player. The no, but he was close right. to it. Like so, he probably he was. You were giving him a six, was it? Six. That's harsh. I give I him
4: an eight. You gave him a
3: six week, last or week. Or 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 Maybe nine. nine. Have, do you nine, have yeah. it written down? Do you?
0: Listen to, I I listen, about, t- listen to about it. Yeah. 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 Anyways, okay. Kieran gets the sixes and the nines a little bit mixed up. Anyways,
4: anyways, Mickey Newman is getting a nine, lads. Um And what what a performance by him this week. He's. He, he have to a, delete Tinder. There's there no space on the phone. Incredible. Lads, we're going to move on. I gave him a nine, look. Lads, we're going to move on. Um, sure you
0: can say what you like on Twitter.
4: Thomas O'Reilly, number 15. The, the, the podcast is now about an hour and 40 minutes long, lads. <laughs> um, Thomas O'Reilly at number 15. Um, David Rissman.
3: Really good, yeah. Uh, took his goal brilliantly as well. It was, I was actually delighted from him because he... You know, throughout the league he has had days where he's kind of been off days in front of the post but he actually had a lot of time to think about which can just sometimes be a hindrance when you're wearing yeah. down a goal and uh, he was very cool, you know, keeper on rushing and took it so well. Uh, won, won a lot of ball that went in his way too so
1: I, I think I'd be giving him an A to be honest with you. Yeah, um, Brian Kelly? He's the one man who really wanted to disappoint his mammy on mother, the weekend of Mother's Day. His mother being from Donegal. Um, overall, I'd actually give him a nine. He was out around midfield winning ball in the first half, scored a goal and a pint. Worked really hard. I would give him a nine.
0: Uh, Kieran Flint. Just the Grinch is after coming out of his shell there, big time. If he, if he wears a shell, does he?
3: Give him a nine and give Mickey Newman an eight. Yeah.
4: Um.
0: Kieran Flint. Yeah, Flynn. I'm just yeah. We're trying to ponder that now. There's there's inconsistency in the in the approach here by Mister Kelly, but. That's where you can take everything he said about me as pinch of salt because he obviously has no clue who goes on. Like, so. <laughs> <laughs> what, are so, gonna <laughs> what are you going to give? Uh, I think I, an eight because of the fact I think he didn't dominate the, like not enough possession, but everything he did was brilliant. He just needed more, yeah. so I think eight is fair. Yeah. He, he was closer, he's closer to a nine than he is a seven, but it's still an eight. Yeah, and um, so Tomas already getting an eight.
4: For his uh, contribution, uh, Gavin McCoy, lads, did he um did he uh, was he on for long enough? Would you say to Mark? No, no probably not.
3: No, no, yeah. I don't think so.
4: No, Gavin McCoy was not on for long enough. <laughs> Excuse me, Graham Riley came on just before half time, uh, just before half time, and um, we'll go to Kieran Flynn for that. Graham Riley.
0: Yeah, Graham will probably be disappointed in the fact that uh. He probably come on maybe earlier than maybe the plan was, and if that makes sense, because when he cause he's come on all the games, he's made a massive impact. So his impact just wasn't as as profound this time. Like he still played well when he come on, but uh, he's probably he's a seven, maybe close to a six. He's kind of at that end of the seven, but mm-hmm. just like Orange. yeah. What was that? There's, a, there's an echo in here, isn't there? <laughs> but I think he just he'd just be disappointed that he didn't make the impact that he has been making. Yeah. And again, probably a victim of his just own too success.
1: on too early in the game. Um, Brian Kelly. He's probably a six and a half, so half generally gets rounded up, so give him a seven. A seven. And uh, David Risman. Uh, I think a seven is fair. I think he
3: kicked a really good score off his left boot, and he kind of made them Graham Riley runs. You know them, and he sometimes always... Didn't get the ball in that, but he admitted after the game that he needs he needs to work a little bit on his fitness, and he will do for championship. And um, I'd expect it you know a ref- fully refreshed and ready to go. Graham Riley, come May thirteenth against Offaly. Uh, we're playing on the twelfth. Oh. Well, thirteenth. I'd expect a fully refreshed. <laughs> <Graham
0: Reilly>. <laughs> <laughs> you what you said wasn't wrong. It just <laughs> wasn't <laughs> as important. <his laughs> <home.
4: laughs> um, lads, uh, uh, Dara Campion, he got about uh, fifteen minutes. Um, was he on long enough to? Mark Brian Kelly Was he on long enough To mark uh,
1: Probably not To be honest No Swipe left Swipe left um, <laughs> He did
4: uh, no, He didn't get enough time he, Wasn't it No he was on the ball A few times He did some good things With the ball as well Kept the ball He did have one shot Just went white a massive, But he wasn't on Massive
0: long. shoulder uh, yeah, Old Lynch in the in the dugout was just going like he he just go he'd love that he's like even the <laughs> <laughs> he'd love he'd be buzzing for that like anyway.
4: yeah, he was we were all buzzing there was yeah. a big cheer and everything yeah.
1: Yeah. And it was, there, the was there'll be a picture of that shoulder on his Tinder within a couple of days <laughs>
0: um well, for, for, this be a good point Brian to bring up what you had on Twitter earlier oh, yeah. that'd be a good oh yeah laugh. the the, laugh. the height
1: verification that Tinder are supposed to be bringing in uh, Davey and Dara Campion are probably in trouble over that. Because oh, I think
0: because I the CEO of Tinder obviously listens to the podcast, <laughs> and he realised that there was people misleading young women and young men about their height and that. So I don't believe you. So I, I think they, our campion now is just going to have to put 5-11 down because that's what he is. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um Yeah, so look, uh, uh Dara Campion getting a 10 out of 10 for the shoulder he hit. Uh I think it was this, was it Leo McLoone or he hit? Um, anyways, he, he hit a big shoulder and he loved that and his father, Kevin Barry, loved that one as well. Um, we'll move on. The last of the subs that came on was James Connell. I, I think we only used four subs, didn't we? Yeah, yeah we only used four subs. Gavin, um,
1: Gavin McHugh used to Ford.
4: We Yeah, we've already, yeah, we've, we, we've, you're not listening to, they were no, talking they were talking yeah. yeah we've mentioned Gavin McCoy already um, James Conlon lads was he on for long enough uh, Banty was he on he was He was very busy when he came on
3: mm, he was yeah he probably just wasn't on early or sorry long enough to to get a mark but he was busy and as you mentioned before he, he did really well to overturn that ball and he mm. actually had no support nearly to to use it but it was good to see him get run out in Crow Park it, he'd really come on for that
4: yeah absolutely so as I said, only four so subs used in, in uh, Croker on Sunday. So, look, it's a disappointing result for me. but like looking through them scores again, and you look at it, me did score 115. The only problem was is that they were conceded one seven, uh, 117 to, to Donegal, um, and Michael Murphy kicking seven place balls. So, 113, you know, you take Michael Murphy out of that game, or if the referee had taken him out of that game the way he should have after about 20 minutes <laughs> when he had three yellow cards, um you just can't take it away from him. he's he's a class act and Donegal come away with the win and he was disappointed as we heard in the interview um with the with the result of the game he wanted that silverware and that's good that this team is hurting lads they've played eight games in the national football league and before we finish up it's been a fairly positive uh, national football league you know and and, and the the eight, the, posi- the biggest positive I take out of it is the eight good performances in a row came
0: yeah, we always like we always look at the positive side of it and it's been easy in this National League because ultimately it's been just an excellent positive approach taken by the team. We've mentioned before all the meticulous approach that they bring in the backroom team and all them different things, but the players on the field went out there, just went for it, went for the scores, they tackled hard, the ferocious press they've done in every single game and they were the best team on the field Pretty much every game, just unfortunately, the Donegal, two games in Donegal were just ever so slightly better than us. And I think that's not a bad thing to say. That that puts us in the top eight. It puts us close to the top six. And ultimately, that's where our lads want to get to the top four and ultimately top one. Like, you know, we're working that way. And that's all we can do is keep trying to improve and improve and improve. Brian
1: Kelly, you've been impressed with the boys this year. I could not be impressed. Like, this time last year, we were struggling to stay in Division 2. This year, we're straight up to Division 1, top the table very good performances in every game found a few new players got Mickey Newman back
4: heads turn to championship now
1: heads turn to championship interesting now to see will there be any additions to the panel after a couple of rounds of club championship
4: funny you mentioned that David Rusman I did say to uh, Andy in our interview I said is it a closed panel or are you going to be getting out to see the mid championship that's starting this weekend we've done the predictions Mm. for earlier on and he said it's not a closed uh, uh, panel and if anybody is sticking out for their clubs or standing out for their clubs that they you know, they will be getting the
3: call. Absolutely, and even the guys who are probably on the panel and maybe not getting much of a look in as regards getting game time or even maybe not even making the match day squad on any given day, it's, it's a chance for them to actually show what they can do in these mm-hmm. games as well. But um, yeah, definitely for, for the guys who have been consistently playing well so far this year in, in, in the league with their clubs and that, there's no reason why they can't carry on that form for two rounds
4: of Championship in April and get a call in for May. Why not? Yeah, absolutely. Well, championship, club championship takes place next weekend, as we said. Uh, bro, uh, sorry, Kieran. Uh, no, just
0: on the club championship uh, for all the senior matches and the games in Partholsham, we'll be publishing a program with all the teams. It's only going to be two euros, so there's going to be twenty two uh, teams in it which is an awful lot for two euros and of course there'll be a Rispin blog in it too with previews on it so, I hope. so it's it you want them to buy it now yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, now. it's a
4: similar idea to what you did yeah, last so year which is brilliant so you could you you could get your programme on a Friday so the Thursday match with you,
0: Kells and and, and, and Chocolat you could get
4: it on a Thursday it'll do you Thursday, Friday, Saturday, mm-hmm. Sunday so all the senior games
0: brilliant. and the games in Partholston so as well it's slightly I think I wouldn't say improved but we're not doing round one and two together this time yeah. we're just going to do round one and so we want to get the some clubs were kind of they'd never done it before and they were getting didn't understand the squad number kind of idea and they were saying well we don't know what our team will be the second and they were kind of getting yeah. kind of, so now it's just you name your starting team as best you can for the round one fixture and oh, if there's changes fair enough just make sure they're the right numbers yeah. we we'll try your best but most clubs could name their 15 now like yeah
4: it's that time of the year where you know we've been following the, the 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 low percentage of the, the county, which is the county team. Mm. Now the big percentage, all the club players are getting there day in the sun when we start the club championship next weekend. So make sure all of you get out there and support your clubs, support your teams. And uh, and, and, and let's hope, or let's look forward to a good summer between club
1: and county. Brian any of you any other business? Uh, well, there's minor football finals on Saturday in Dungani, Two at 11 and three at one. The division one final with Simonson, Simonson and St. Column Hills should be a cracker. Yeah, and um, anyone who's around, it'll be a fiver per car. In you get great value, with, you'll get to see at least two games if you're eye for 11.
4: Fit about 20 into your car. And you'll be flying to you'll oh, be, a be a customs check
0: like, be like Brexit <laughs> preparations. We'll checking the boot the whole lot of
4: David Brisbane,
3: have you any other business? No, just just get the sheets in uh, wwwmegapredictions.com And as you said, we're happy enough to start a mini league with the We Are Mead if you want. Um, and yeah. anyone, just let us know. Send us a screenshot of your entry or whatever, and, and we'll we'll happily make a little league and. The rest now of the we excel there now Yeah we'll put absolutely up there. Why not
1: And rest assured Kieran has strong shoulders He won't mind propping up the table <laughs> <laughs> Can I just
4: say that David Risman is going and to We're take putting that.
0: five grand Each on it here now what it takes
4: David Risman <laughs> is going to Take responsibility Of doing the Excel sheet for this I was going to draw it up Here on uh, My little notepad that's out the window. <laughs> we get oh, next, yeah. actually. What we'll do is we'll, we'll share these as well with each other, as well, lads. So, look, uh, thanks a million for listening. It's, a, it's an extended podcast this week, but it was the National Football League final between Mead and Donegal. And disappointingly, it was Mead who lost to Donegal by two points. And remember, we are Mead. Why? It matters more.